following content is rated NSFW that is not safe for whites. Start the show. I'm just saying. Oh. I'm just saying. If you have any, okay. if you have any whites in the room, <laughs> okay. go ahead and go ahead and put them to bed. <laughs> oh. Maybe this isn't part of, in their part of the night. Oh. I I kid. We have we have white listeners. I I'm always I always say that in amazement. We have white listeners. Yeah, we have white, largely white woman listeners. We have, we like we have a few white men, of course. Yeah. But like, white women fuck with this. Like that—it's always amazing to me. Wow! And I have said some not so wonderful things about white women on this podcast. Yeah, yeah you definitely have. <laughs> that's always that's that's just that's mind blowing. But of course, I I feel like if you listen to this in the first place and you listen to more than one episode, you've figured out that if you're gonna be in that space, you're a white woman that knows how to conduct yourself. Right. You know, so kudos to them. Um, niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And I am on vacation. Let's fuck. The air horn's a little loud. Let's go. I just need y'all to understand that right now. Like, I don't give up. Not at all. He's ready. He's ready right now. Now, now the only caveat to this is that he must have went a little hard in the paint <laughs> before. Yeah, uh, because he is not drinking today. I'm drinking solo. I'm on that alkaline water today. He's on the alkaline water. Yeah. The alkaline water has returned. Vacation officially started Thursday. Oh shit! Yes. So, yeah. I have to figure out a whole new plan for my vacations now because I have weekends off. Yeah. And I always like I always planned my vacations like at the old job I had to I had to kind of plan for the days in during the week that I knew I was off. So in some ways I might be using up more hours once I get into the once I get into the part-time shit. But yeah, man, being off since Thursday—that's the—that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's yeah. And I went in with a strong headwind. This is what two weeks? No, just just, just one, one week. Just one week. One week. Okay. But it, it's going to be the way I got it stretched out. It, it comes out to about ten days. So yeah, it, let's fucking go. I fucking earn it. That's what I'm talking about. I deserve about. it. You yes, you deserve. There we go. You Shit. deserve it. All right. That one I can. That word, yeah. That's one I can buy. I can I I can buy him deserving it. Shit. Um. Uh. My week, man. <laughs> um. It's weird now. Like when it's just five days in. Yeah. Od. I didn't do fi- like I didn't do five days in a row at the old job. Not in a row. So it's mm. different. You came out the box doing five days in a row. Fam. Like a year down doing nothing. Maybe going to bed at like one thirty. You gotta go to bed at responsible hours now. Yeah, you're right. 
if you don't fall asleep. Yeah. That's the other caveat. You if you like, you'll fuck around and fall asleep doing some shit at like eight thirty, and then you wake up and it's eleven thirty or yeah. twelve. And you like, damn. And now you gotta, I just gotta go back to sleep. Now you gotta you gotta go back to sleep. Maybe even you have a midpoint of just being awake until you fall asleep. It's wild. It's wild. And I, you know, so I have to, I said to myself, I got one more, I got one more week of this to get to, to, to get the neck, to get the check right. And then I'm, and then I'm going to take the, the halftime, the tech, the halftime hours for what they have me doing anyway. Um, so I'm sticking through it. Everybody has been like, see, but the problem is the bag is so seductive. What happens to you? The bag is so seductive, and that's what got me sucked in at the last job. So I kind of have to stand on my my morals and you know figure it out. Um, other than that, um, not much happened in the downtime. I relinked with the crew uh, for some Call of Duty. Had to get some normalcy in there. Um, shout out to shout out to y'all. They it sounds like we don't do shit but play Call of Duty, but it, that really is kind of our conduit. To mental health and really checking on each other and right. camaraderie. I mean, you could be out in the streets selling drugs, could you know, getting into trouble, doing hood rat shit with your friends. It's true, and you know we 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 keep each other level. Um, Call of Duty keeps y'all off the streets. It's true. This is true. It's um, growing young men. You don't need that influence. It, you know, it, it, it's it's definitely something uh, an outlet. For violence, albeit, <laughs> but an outlet nonetheless. Uh, I caught up on a few things, but they they tie into some subject matter, so we'll we'll get to those. Um, guess I want to open up giving flowers. I'm gonna give flowers to Michaela Cole. Um, haven't heard a lot from Michaela Cole lately. Um, but when we were talking about the Emmy nominations, we did not mention that. She got hella nominations for I May Destroy You. Mm-hmm. Yet another wonderful black show that did in fact that is not in fact coming back. But I think this one is by choice, so. I agree, and I also agree that it there was a sense of completion there. Yeah. Yeah, that what? one that one functioned very well as a limited series. It was very heavy. The content was very heavy. I don't know if anybody could just go multiple seasons. Right. Binging that that's a lot. That's a lot. It was a lot from the first episode. Yeah, I think anything beyond this point would be gratuitous for the I, show. I agree. Yeah. Um and, and and again it goes back to we don't need if something is powerful enough, if something is meaningful enough and gets its point across, we don't need to go ten ten seasons. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um <clears throat> I always say when I grew up, Seventh Heaven was the show we thought was just never gonna fucking go away. Went for like twenty seasons, shit. Um, you know, even past, even past the point where it was interesting, because I think it was only interesting for a long time as long as Jessica Biel was on there. <laughs> you know, so when Mrs. Timberlake went away, we just—I don't think anyone cared anymore. That and the and the father ended up being like a child molester in real life. Oh, yeah, the the pastor. Oh. Yeah, the, in real life, he ended up being a child molester, and he is, to this day, uh, buried in prison. That 
escalated quickly. <laughs> wow. And not a lot of people got a job after that, by the way. Yikes. Um, yeah, but I, I may destroy you. Um, again, very good, deserving of whatever nominations it received. What a hundo. Um, I, I don't know if I could take another season of her, the character's friend Kwame being. Um, being just either ignored or sexually assaulted or assaulted or ignored about being assaulted. Yeah. Like, because if it wasn't the friends ignoring him, when they finally got in on what was happening, it was the police ignoring him. Well, the police were almost laughing at him. That was, man, that was hard to sit through. That was very hard to sit through. They're like, oh, oh, you, you got raped? Oh, you were on Craigslist. Okay, let, yeah, let me let me let you talk to somebody else. Yeah, we'll be back. The motherfuckers took a the motherfuckers took a, a smoke break. They took they went to McDonald's. They man, they didn't even fuck. Um, somebody needed to check on him. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, tough show. Very tough good show. show. Um, I I looking forward to seeing what she does next. Um, as far as personal projects, I know she just signed on for uh, Black, what, Panther. Black Panther two, Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Um, people are speculating she might be Storm. Uh, I, I try not to give that any. Like, Euphonic is like you know Euphonic. He's real big on like what the what the new rumor is, and yeah. he keeps up with all that shit. I just want to. I want to see one trailer, and I don't want to see anything else. Until, I want to see no trailers. Um, I you know give me give me a trailer. Maybe give me a, some behind the scenes shots. I've been very happy with the Hawkeye behind the scenes shots, um, but I like that girl. Whoever I, I like her. Yeah, you, you know. Any other thing that they're trying to say is Letitia Wright. Yeah, they're, they're trying to say Letitia Wright. Well, people are trying to write her out. Like, yeah, people are speculating that that's happening. That's that's not happening. They're trying to like write that they're trying to write her out, and I think part. But I think part of it is because Marvel is. It, 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 because they work under the mouse that they everybody assumes that Marvel is very kind of just no bullshit zero tolerance um which which could very well be true because I remember for a long time people thought including me that they were trying to get Jeremy Renner to fuck out of there nope i I think with the uh the pandemic causing everything to kind of hit a pause uh it made people forget a lot of things and yeah and maybe realize that some things can be solved or resolved just by somebody sitting down and shutting the fuck up for a while. And Letitia Wright did in fact sit down and shut the fuck up for quite some time. Yeah. After all that anti-vax shit. I don't think what she did, she, what she did was not an impeachable offense. No, no. She just needed to sit down and shut the fuck up for a while before she messes up the bag. Again, when Don Cheadle tells you to shut the fuck up. Yeah. It is time to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just like, yeah, just chill. Um, so yeah, I'm happy Michaela Cole is signing on. I I'm not buying in, into any of the oh now we're introducing the X Men now we're introducing the Fantastic Four. I'm not. Stop speculating, y'all. Yeah, just Specu- watch the shit, man. Speculation is like the new spoilers now, because even when people were speculating about Loki, about who was in charge of what was the happening TVA, in the TVA, right. and you know you eventually find out who it is. I was like, can y'all just stop speculating on the shit? Cause y'all y'all ruin the the benefit of the surprise. It's true. It's true. So regardless of who Michaela is in Black Panther, shut the fuck up about it. 
because your speculation won't change what's going to happen. Shut the fuck up! Sit back and enjoy the story when it comes out. You know, and it, it does take a lot, a lot of the allure out of it. I, I've heard so many fan-created Spider-Man No Way Home spoilers mm-hmm. to last a fucking lifetime. I don't know if Vincent D'Onofrio is coming is coming back to this shit or not. Right. I would love to be surprised if that's the case. I would love to be, well, more than that, I would love to be surprised if Charlie Cox showed up yeah. uh, in Daredevil garb. Um, but now it's to the point where there's been so much speculation, I won't be surprised by any of it. All right. Um, but all that to say, um, congratulations to Michaela Cole. Hopefully that she's getting her, you know, she, that's a, if that's heavy, if I may destroy you was heavy for us to watch, mm-hmm. I can only imagine how heavy it was for her to create. Especially if it's based off her experiences. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So I'm happy that we're going to see more of her, um, uh, coming up and that maybe she's getting her second wind, uh, mentally and spiritually and all that. Uh, I would like to see the best friend from I May Destroy You and uh, some many more things. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, going right into Humans Ain't Shit, this is almost a follow-up to me dragging you motherfuckers through the, through the coals about Sha'Carri Richardson. This is kind of a follow-up because... I said then that y'all had failed her, and I knew what was coming. I knew what was coming. We all should have known what was coming, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. They've rolled out, and it, it's a little deeper. Now, I will admit, it's a little clickbaity in a way, and it's a little deeper than what the, the, the headline would have you believe. But the headline comes out, and it's like, what is it? Like, marijuana. It basically said the Tokyo Olympics has, has embraced um, is embracing marijuana, embracing cannabis, cannabis. They, they never say marijuana. They, nev- they say cannabis. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Yeah, cannabis takes the world stage at the Tokyo Olympics. That the optics there after completely throwing Shakari Richardson under the bus. It's terrible. Yeah, and it, and and what do we see? What is the first? What are the first faces we see on the article? Two white women. Yeah, who. Strangely enough, both look like Katie Lang. Well, they're related. It's, it's Megan Rapino. Oh, they're related. Okay, and her sister. And her, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So they, yeah, so that's what they look like. They both look like Katie Lang. Okay, fine. So, um, and basically to sum up the article, it now to be fair, the article it's really about Megan Rapino, um, kind of leading the charge, um, in saying how. The CBD versus how THC is treated in the Olympics has been and continues to be bullshit. So it's a worthwhile thing that's being said. And it's a worthwhile thing that they do point out that whenever THC comes into question, it always comes into question disproportionately for communities of color. Yes. These are all true things. These are all true things. She hasn't said anything, to my knowledge, that is untrue or unfair in their um, analysis of the Olympics or whatever, the World Council, whatever, whoever decides this shit. Uh, well, basically, the U.S. kind of bullied the rest of the world into not allowing um, THC as a, 
as an allowable substance for for athletics. And the the U.S. Anti Doping Agency is also on some bullshit about it. Again, the whole thing points back to an, an age old um, discriminatory practice of um, you know favoring CBD or allowing CBD and and admonishing THC. It's all the same fucking plant. And this is a conversation that we should have honestly always been having. People have been having this conversation. Well, it's just that until until, as we see here, um, the the certain 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 people can um, uh, profit from it. Yes. Again, it's no coincidence that we've seen that any time that a state makes a recreational drug legal, there's already a booming market in place for it. Right. That just happens to pop up right right after it, and it's that that market is not procured by the people that have historically been um, vindicated right. for it. Correct. You know, um, if I'm using that correctly. You are. Um, people have been demonized for using this, and, and, you know, there are people who still have uh, criminal records on file for something that is now... For nonviolent crime. Legal. So that so that that's that's my problem with this. My problem with this is just weeks ago we were talking about someone who has been removed from you know the the sporting event of a lifetime, even though she presumably has you know many more ahead of her. Yeah. And the next thing you see is someone else getting kudos for um, talking you know, about how bullshit it is, or or, or even you know. Even the, the fact that she's allowed to say that she incorporates CBD into her training and is allowed to mention the name of the company that provides this. So this is a, this is a favorable business opportunity. It's egregious. You know, it, that, it, that, it's nasty. You know, it's the same shit with, with cocaine and crack being criminalized two different ways. The, the shit, the whole shit is racist. And, uh, and, and what disappoints me the most is that it hasn't stopped anybody. From what I can tell, it didn't stop anybody from watching the motherfucking Olympics. Everybody was still hype about that shit. Have you seen the Olympic track team uh, without Shakari Richardson? Uh-uh. Whitest shit I've ever seen in my life. The U.S. track team. The U.S. track team is the whitest shit. I I saw, I saw a picture of them on Twitter. It is white. It is lily white. It is the cast of Seventh Heaven white. Shout out to Allison Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> My I, God, I assume she's still on the team. I uh, maybe. <laughs> a friend of mine who who's usually a contrarian type person said that this is the most racist Olympics since the one that Hitler held. They're all racist. And I was like, well, you may have a point. Remember, you have three African um, women who were who were banned from the Olympics because their natural testosterone levels were too high. Another another conversation we should have been having. But in the same token, a and this is not a this is not a transist statement. Correct. There is a trans woman who was allowed to compete um, as a woman in the Olympics, which was a controversial decision as well. And that person is not of African descent. There's a there there is something. There's a conversation to be had there. So that that's that's one of those things that the swim caps. You got you got to really look at this shit and be like, "All right, so what's what's really motivating these and things?" And nobody was putting this together. I just got out of a conversation with my homeboy in the group chat. Um 
<clears throat> to and to his fair, he is one of those people. I you know, which is admirable. The rules are the rules. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Rules are rules. But sometimes, sometimes the rules are stupid, and sometimes the rules have to be reevaluated in a way where we can tell how or why this makes sense. And events like what happened to Shakari Richardson should serve as a flashpoint mm-hmm. that tells us it's time to reevaluate these rules, reevaluate them in accordance with the time that we're living in, why we have these rules at all, and why THC factors into these particular rules, which are mostly centered around performance-enhancing drugs, mm-hmm. and why there's a different path to forgiveness, which so far, for and again, let me, not, let me say again, nothing has happened for real to, Sha- to Carrie Richardson. I won't say nothing, but it, there's nothing that's been harshly thrown upon her, and things have gone much better than they could have for her. We just didn't we just see her in the Beats in the, in the little Kanye commercial. I refuse to call it a Kanye commercial. It was a Beats by Dre commercial that happened to feature music by Kanye. By Kanye, fair enough. Who was also promoting his album, <laughs> which is not out. That did not come out. <laughs> and and fuck him. And <laughs> I hope he catches a heat stroke and all that corny ass hot shit. <laughs> Fuck his fans. <laughs> Fuck anyone who paid money to go to the Mercedes Benz Stadium to watch a man listen to his album Vibe on the phone. His own fucking music. Fuck your dumb ass if you pay. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. Oh, you want me to save it? We're gonna get to it. Okay. Oh, um. <laughs> just know I got some more for y'all. We're just getting started. We are. It's true. It's gonna be a good episode. All black athletes should protest the Olympics. The, the US, Olympics are anti-black. The U.S. men's basketball team should have protested. <laughs> it would have saved them some face. <laughs> it would have saved them embarrassing them fucking selves. Yeah. Uh, who did they lose to? France. A bunch of light-skinned, light-skinned Tony Parker. I was, <laughs> was going to say, Tony Parker never, ain't never going to let us live that shit down. Like, imagine Tony Parker coming out talking shit to you. I came to America... Fuck these evil Longoria and my home country whooped y'all ass. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 alone is an embarrassment. I heard Kevin. Uh, I heard uh, Kevin Durant got a haircut. Still ain't brushing his hair though. <laughs> is he trying to do like a Jay Z thing? Like, it's, is that what's happening? No, no, no one should be trying to do the Jay Z. Jay Z's hair is trying to escape from his head. <laughs> That nigga want to be Basquiat so bad. Um, But I just, I think it's an embarrassment the way, and again, I'm not so much concerned about the rules and what happened to it in comparison to the rules, so much as I'm concerned about the way we, community-wise, talked about this girl. Mm -hmm. And dragged her through the, the, she blew a bag, she fucked up a bag. Look, we have to, first of all, if we're going to talk about the bag, we have to look at the bags that are available to other people, Megan Rapino is about to get a bag. If she doesn't have a bag currently already, and this is why she's making herself the face of this shit, mm. a bag is coming. Mm. Look at that face. That's the that's the face mm. of someone with a bag in the pipeline. Mm. 
Guaranteed. And but meanwhile, we're shaming this girl for some shit that people do every day because her mother died and she found out about it on camera and she And we don't we don't have access to to veritable like sources of mental health. Or, or right, and 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 sports organizations have already proven that they don't give a fuck about Mm-mm. about us seeking mental health. Ask Naomi Osaka, mm. who's also at the Olympics, looking uh, particularly good. Uh, shout out to her. I'm sure, there's a bag involved there. Watch out for Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga's tiny. I'll be all right. You fucking up his bag. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that nigga didn't put that nigga didn't get the YBN took off his name for nothing. <laughs> Shit, he's trying to get this. He's trying to get this bag. We'll never see him. We'll never see him rap with them niggas again. You know she made him do that shit too. I'm not mad at it. Hey. I'm not mad at hey, it. Hey babe, you know that shit you put in front of your name. Can you just cut that shit out? For me? Take that shit off for me, please. I mean, you know that's my identity though. Nigga, nigga you rap next to a nigga named Almighty. You, you stayed in my house. Oh, you know what? You're right. You show sure motherfucking right. Yeah, I ain't like this shit anyway. You know, that's the moment you got to reevaluate yourself a little <laughs> bit. You got to put. You got to take a little of the bass out your voice. Uh, you're right, babe. You realize you ain't sharing the bills. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I just I feel like we failed this girl. We should have been having this. Should have been the flashpoint for us to have other conversations about. How THC is treated disproportionately in communities of color, but we didn't want to have those conversations because fuck her, she should have got the bag, and that's why we don't have the conversations that we do sometimes because we're so concerned about the bag. The bag is to shut the is to shut us the fuck up about the shit that's really going on. Well, hopefully those conversations are happening now. I hope so. I hope so. But I I do stand in my in my truth that y'all failed this girl. Um. Song of the week. Um, so I was gonna, I was going in the mailbag, and I was gonna play something out of the mailbag. But <laughs> this is hilarious. Craig Lindsay, hey, shout out to Craig Lindsay, host of uh, Everything Is Canceled. I think it's called now. Yeah. yeah. Um, who found me on Instagram and was like. I dare Oz, I dare opinions while black to make this their song of the week. Wow. I dare them. Dare? Not I request. Oh, not I have a good song for you. I dare you. Wow. I can't not play a dare, especially when it's the safest fucking dare I've ever seen in my life. I thought th- I thought he was gonna have us playing some crazy shit, some shit I some shit I just unilaterally hate, like I, fucking I don't know some, I, some Kanye shit from his listening party. <laughs> But no, um, he went. He went in the Motown bag. Okay, and he found this classic. Uh, some of you will know it from other places. Uh, this classic from Tammy Terrell. This is all I do is think about you. Oh, challenge accepted. Challenge, fucking accepted, Craig Lindsay. That is not. That, no, no, that's not a. You can't even call that a challenge. That's not a dare. Thank you for that. Suggestion. That's a polite request. Yes. Um, more than happy to play that shit. So, this for the rest of you, get comfortable, uh, pour yourself something. It's gonna be a good show. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Uh.
And that was All I Do Is Think About You by Tammy Terrell. That's a joint. That's yeah. a joint. That's the best challenge ever, Craig Lindsay. Thank you, Craig. Jeez. I, I understand you keeping us honest and, and throwing a little something in the in the mix there. I've been getting a I've, I've been I've been getting a little slow and techno y a little bit. Uh, but uh, okay, okay. Keeping me honest. All right, I like it. I I actually have not played enough old shit on this on this podcast. Um, so that's a good reminder. That's true. Good music comes in all generations. This is true. This is true. Um, I've I, I, you know I've been well no I haven't been safe because these motherfuckers have been some it, it's been some heat on this podcast. Oh yeah. Um, also, I did want to point out. I, I never want to point out when I'm right. But I do want to point out when I'm right. Okay. Uh, y'all been going crazy over that new Normani joint. And y'all been reminded that Normani exists. Uh, Houston, uh, Houston, kindly stand up, yep, yep, if you yep. will. Um, but y'all knew back when I played Waves years ago. Long time ago. At least in the first 20 episodes, the first 30 episodes maybe of this podcast. I played Waves back when, and y'all should have known from that video that Normani was bad to the motherfucker. Y'all should have known she was not here to, quote, unquote, as the kids say, play with you hoes. <laughs> I, you know, I never want to point out what I mean. I said then that we were going to be having more conversations about Normani yeah. to come. And certainly, they've been having conversations. That's a TikTok. It, it is blown up on TikTok a little bit. And, you know, she getting that bag. Uh, Cardi. <laughs> Cardi is hilarious. Cardi was uh, on Instagram doing Normani's parts. Yeah. But, like, with her pregnant belly. Uh, I love that she has embraced her. I, I love that Cardi embraces her pregnant belly. I love, I love chicks that are fine and get the pregnant belly. Yeah. And they know they still fine. I love that. And I love when people do that with you know, it, it, you know, somebody was on online telling me how social media makes people like a little more narcissistic and a little more kind of 
uh, kind of obsessed with themselves, and it's like you misspelled a lot more. A, <laughs> but to be uh, but to be honest with you, I love that it's also encouraging people to embrace themselves and not be ashamed of who they are. I have a friend. Shout out to my friend Courtney um, in. I forgot what part of Georgia it is, but um, she'll always say she'll get on she'll get on TikTok or she'll get on live or something. She'll be like, um, "Yeah, I know my hair ain't, I know I I know my hair ain't done, uh, <laughs> but some of you hoes ain't got no hair." So wow, <laughs> wow. So I I love people embracing themselves a little more. Um, I, that's that's all that always makes me happy, and just people being kind of un, free to be unashamed. I have not been so unashamed that I have shown off my crazy fro. Um, I always have a hoodie on or something. My crazy fro on like my stories or live or whatever. Because I just saw my uh, my my new ID just came back. Yeah, and they made me take a new picture. I gotta go in here and get this shit locked up, man. Uh. I just got a real honest look about what the fuck I have on my head. Uh, I got to go ahead and get this shit locked up. It's time, bro. It's finally going down. We uh, let me get let me get a few more. Let me let me get these commas right. Okay. And because I want I, I want to get the best. And I've been actually a cop came in and referred me to somebody. Damn. They they because they're man they I I I wish I remember what that girl's name was. Because her locks were bomb, and that's why I asked her about it. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna go see the best. A cop told you to get your shit. Uh... Well, no, she didn't tell me to, but okay. I, was, I I asked where she got hers just retightened. Ah, that makes sense. And she looked at me and was like, "Oh, you you ready? You 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 ready to make the you ready to make the change? It's time to make the change. It's time, man. We are the people. Especially people. especially if I'm gonna be outside." Outside, yeah, like outside of work, because at work they don't give a fuck. Yeah, they don't give a fuck at work. It's it's a couple of brothers. That, it's a couple of brothers there. They got their natural shit going. It, it's cool. So you going outside? Outside? We'll see. Um, and the reason I say we'll see that Delta man, that that Delta, mm-hmm. that oop ooh, ooh, this week. I don't want to have a. I don't want to make it this, but this week in COVID. <laughs> No, that's not going to be an ongoing segment. Thank you. Uh, this week in COVID, we do have to. We it's a big thing. We do have to talk about the fact that the Delta is out there. It is. It. it, it it's a pandemic. What they call it? a pandemic of the unvaccinated, which is fine because I'm vaccinated. That's, I mean, that's as are you. Basically, what it is. But if this shit gets out of hand. That could become a problem for us too eventually, from what I'm told, from the from the guidance I've seen, CDC wise and um, credible and credible expert wise. That could be a, come a problem down the road. You wait. What happened? You like looked up information. I did with the CDC. I did. I wow. I am I I stay knowledgeable about CDC guidance. Wow. I do. I try. I try a little bit. So you're not one of those people that goes, we don't have enough information, and then refuse to look at <sighs> information? You mean I'm not a dumbass? No, I'm not a dumbass. Wow. Because there are a lot of dumbasses here just freestyling it. <laughs> boy, they just out there freeballing that information, boy. 
man. Sound good. It's just very selective. Yeah. It sound good, so I'm in there. Nah, bro. Nah. Like, according to, so, the Delta variant, and I, and I think there might be a Lambda variant out there. Yeah, they're going through all the Greek letters. I was say, uh, COVID showed out at the show. COVID showed out at this little crossing at this little uh, probate, um, and so now the unvaccinated people got trouble. I think they've got now some people vaccinated have caught it, but I think they've got it down to like one percent. Yeah, it's it's very small. Yeah, it's like one percent, if that. Yeah. So the people out there scaring people and. Please do your own research and do your own research and feel free to correct me. But it's down to like one percent. I am fairly certain that anyone can correct me on those numbers. Um, but the, the percentage of people that are vaccinated catching it is not high. Granted, I'm not saying that I'm not saying you should still free ball that air. And if there's a situation where a mask is appropriate, I would encourage that. But the people trying to scare the vaccinated people, go ahead and kindly invite them on all expense all expense paid trip to shut the fuck up. Yeah, especially since uh, statistically speaking, they're the ones that are catching it. Correct, so. correct. They are the problem. Um, but this is going like this. Like it, it, things are starting to mirror last year. Yeah. Like sports events, and like the the I was so I was so pumped for Saturday because it was supposed to be the the Wilder Fury fight. You know, I've been talking. Mm-hmm. I haven't said much on this podcast, but I have been very hyped about Deontay Wilder getting his chance, his part three of Tyson Fury. Now we have me and Randall have had. I just want to say this on a side note. Me and Randall have had different opinions about this. I think he's just let down. That the young hungry nigga got duffed out by a white man to this day, and, and, and talked a, and talked a good game. But to be fair, Tyson Fury ain't no bullshit. Like Tyson Fury was he was it was he was never a dummy to just propel this man to stardom. Tyson Fury was the real deal. I'm rooting for all people black. I am also rooting for all people black, and I, I haven't I don't remember whether or not I've shown you his training. Videos yet? Some of Wilder's. Deontay yeah. Wilder is a. He looks like a whole new nigga. Like he got exposed to gamma radiation. <laughs> yes, yeah. he did. He looks like a whole new nigga. He looked like a brawler before compared to the training he's going. He got a new team. Shout out to Malik King Scott. Um, I. A lot of you on Instagram will know Malik King Scott because he is the nigga. That is always half naked with his girlfriend, eating pizza, eating pizza in their room and shit. You seen? I, I, you seen this girl? They are always half naked. Malik King, Malik King Scott. I don't trust people with hyphenated names. <laughs> but and I know of him because he said one of the greatest things I've ever heard this week. Um. Which is, if you've ever heard anything bad about me, believe that shit and leave me the fuck alone. Mm. That's the greatest saying I've ever heard ever in my entire life. Yeah, you can, he's probably on, you can just find him on IG. Uh, 
Yeah, so exactly as that, Malik King Scott. Um, fundamentally, they look hungry. Oh, that's them all the time. Okay, um. all he does is train and suck face with his girlfriend. That's all he does. He trains young hungry niggas and does shit like this. That's it. That is, and they and and sell uh fashion over plus size. Um, but this nigga is hungry. Okay, you click on any of them joints, especially with Wilder. Nah, them yeah. nigga is hu- that nigga is hungry. Let's see if Wilder's doing leg day though. <laughs> well, Wilder looks proportionate. Yeah, he is. He's naturally kind of a lean dude. Yeah, he's a lean nigga. He's just a tall lean nigga. And also, we have to remember Wilder. Wilder was like in this story that he was like homeless. I think everybody was homeless at some point. <laughs> I think everybody who was fighting, who was a fighter, started off homeless. Everybody that was successful in anything was once homeless or grew up in abject poverty. <laughs> we'll talk about you know, that's what to mm-hmm. talk about that later mm-hmm. too. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys, yeah. The, the combos this nigga got, and that's not even the hardest one. The combos this nigga got. Fury better watch his ass. Look at boy. Look at Deontay throwing multiple punches at a time, <laughs> and not just haymakers. I'm telling you, look at that. Qu- he did not have that quickness before. Mm, okay, but I was sad because it got postponed because somebody, I think it's somebody in Fury's camp had a COVID outbreak. To this day, it's always in the fighters. It's always the fighter, the fighter sports. That started off because last year, uh, Burns and a couple of people in UFC had COVID outbreaks and fucked them over. And it's starting; it's all starting. And you know, you hear Rolling Loud was this weekend. That shit looked packed. Two hundred thousand plus. You know, people already kind of not. Li- That's why everybody's like, "Oh, there's going to be another shutdown." Nope. Nah. Because Biden is too invested in yelling mission accomplished. And the people that didn't do it before ain't doing it now. They ain't, they ain't doing it now. So at, at this point, you just got to look. Just go ahead and get your flight to Atlanta, bro, and wear a mask. If he dies, <laughs> if he dies, he dies. <laughs> that's that's, that's kind of what it looked like right that's, now. That's dog. what Dr. Fauci is going next week. Dr. Fauci is going to be like, well. <laughs> if he dies, he if dies. If he dies, he dies. I mean, <laughs> And, and, you know, and I'm not that person that's like, you know, I made it a personal, it was a personal and family decision to get vaccinated. Correct. And I, 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 I know people who are not vaccinated or not going to be vaccinated. And, and many of those people have explained why. And they, you know what, they have valid reasons why. I'm, I'm not going to question your judgment. They're also aware of the potential consequences of not of not getting vaccinated. This is true. And as long as you accept that, you know, I'm not going to be one of those people that says, you know, well, your your employer needs to start requiring it. Like I I I personally, me myself, oh, I It's a little late for that. Motherfucker's getting fired over yeah, this shit. I know. But you know, I'm not a person who who necessarily supports that. Especially if, you know, I mean, all of us do things and make decisions every day that you know, could be risky to us. I mean, we come on this show and we drink. This is true. Heavily. You're right. 
and but we are we are fully accepting right. of, of the consequences. And of also, that. I take an Uber home. Yeah, so like, and I am at home. Right. Correct. <laughs> Correct. You know, all that to say, um, you know, you you get you get you get what you want. If if you're out at Rolling Loud, two hundred thousand strong, and you got that energy, hey man, you could be. Hooked up with that Alabama doctor who said that all of her patients just before being intubated said, give me the vaccine. And she's <laughs> oh, like, shit. And she was like, mm, actually, it's too late. It's a little late for that, motherfucker. <laughs> so, um, you got to ride this one out. You know what I'm saying? And the, and the thing for me, and I want to I make us clear right now, two things. One, we're not talking about the people that have legitimate reasons to not be taking the vaccine. There are people who have family, like, there are people with kids in their family who are too young, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a thing. Mm-hmm. You can't take the vaccine if you're a certain age because you, you might not be able to hang. Your young body might not be able to hang with the symptoms and side effects. Right. Um, there, is, um, there are people who have religious reasons mm-hmm. for not taking the vaccine. Um, there are people that will dunk on you about religion. I am not one of them. I don't think that's right. There are people that have uh, understandable health concerns. I have a friend that I that I was hanging out with recently, who she was like, "I want to have kids. Mm-hmm. I want to have kids, and I don't think there's enough information about. There can't be enough information long term." About how that affects your chances or even uh, having kids or if you have kids, how that affects them coming out. Mm -hmm. That's fair. That's fair because that's something you want to do with the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, So those are informed decisions and concerns to have. We're talking about the knuckleheads who just don't trust it because they don't trust it, but they're not doing these are people I hate that aren't doing anything else to be preventative. Like the same people that are talking about, I just don't trust it and fuck that shit. They're not doing anything else to stay preventative. They don't want, you don't want to take the vaccine, but you also don't want to wear a mask. You also, you don't want to wear a mask, but you also don't want to show uh, social distancing. You want to be at rolling loud, uh, dry humping people in two, two, three rows up. Imagine going to see Wale in concert <laughs> and coming back with COVID. I should have known Wale was going to show up at some point. I'm just saying. <laughs> and having to explain that you got sick at a Wale concert. <laughs> what the fuck were you doing at a Wale concert? Mind your business. Um, you really do hate Wale, don't you? I mean, I don't hate him. He's you just, hate him. He's, he's just the, trash. He's, Okay, you don't hate him. You just don't think he's any good. Yeah, that's all. fair. That's just okay. Not saying that he's not any good is being very generous, too. Oh, man. Randall's hatred for Wale and, excuse me, and K-pop. No, hey, no sh- bounds. Sh- I know. I, I, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm okay. Okay. It's, okay. Not, a, it's not a safe zone. <laughs> We're just going to keep it at Wale. <laughs> Oh man, they've been same energy not kept. They've been saying you were out of pocket for that shit. Hey. The listeners have been saying you were hella out of pocket hey. for the past few episodes. Hey, I was, I was. We I both was, were. It's a team effort. I was screaming that shit from a safe place. 
<laughs> Today it's not a safe place. Is the NFL fucking up? Uh, well, the, no, not the NFL. The players. It depends on how you look at it. So the NFL, and this is this is a really tough position though. The NFL has said that they're they're mandating that all you know that the teams get that the teams get vaccinated, players and staff. Correct. And saying that if a team cannot suit up because of COVID protocols, right, and they did not get vaccinated, that that team will forfeit the game. And according to what you said, also, I that's what I heard that they're not. That, that, that they won't pay them. That neither team would get paid if, if, if a game was forfeited. That's crazy. If that's true. That's really fucked up. That's hardcore. But you know what? But you know what? They have to be kind of hardcore about that shit because last because last season, yeah, COVID protocol was just non-existent for the NFL. Well, they didn't even try last year. They didn't. And I have to ask, where the fuck is Jay Z? Oh, I know where Jay-Z is. He's out here suggesting that they sing Lift Every Voice and Sing for the first 10 games or whatever. Unvaccinated players would be fined 14000 for violating COVID protocols. That's, uh, that's a lot. Yeah, if a game cannot be rescheduled, the team with the outbreak... Stop talking, screen. The team with the outbreak would forfeit and be credited with a loss. Yes. In addition, players on both teams will not be paid. Yeah, man. That hurts. And the team that's responsible for the canceled game will cover financial losses. Wow. Ooh-wee. That'll keep a team rivalry going. So, God damn. So, if, if, if the Texans, Imagine the Cowboys, they're... and the Cowboys fuck up, and cancel that game and nobody gets paid? Imagine going to your job and somebody catch COVID and, and none of y'all get paid. And you get your pay docked over that shit. Hands. Hands and feet, bro. I'm getting fired. <laughs> Nigga. Head, shoulders, <laughs> knees, and toes. Let me, give me a reason to get this get this unemployment, bro. Bruh, we're going to be in a fight. We're going to be a whole ass fight. It, actually, I take that back. Uh, unemployment stopped being worth it thanks to Abbott. Uh, who I guarantee you is already telling the people taking the Delta seriously to go fuck themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, shit, uh, Governor Hot Wheels. I'm, I'm still in my self-imposed exile from. <laughs> he is not allowed. To, he is not allowed to crack on Greg Abbott anymore. <laughs> I had to. I had to quietly remove some content. That, uh, I mean, what what are he gonna do? Chase you? <laughs> You know, um, meet me at the top of the stairs. <laughs> I'm goading him. Let me stop. I'm, I'm, go, I'm goading him. That's not fair. Wale is trash. <laughs> That's his stick of dead puppies thing. Ooh, <laughs> man. Um, speaking of sports, um, you know, no, I, actually, I'm not moving on from that so fast. <laughs> Fuck these fuck these players that have decided to take a moral stance about COVID but did not take a moral stance. Because DeAndre Hopkins is taking a moral stance about these COVID regulations. Mm-hmm. Talking about he might retire. Okay. Which on one hand You ain't never gonna win shit, so <laughs> God damn it. I mean I'm not even, I ain't even mad. I, I'm not even mad at him because 
He's going to go out the, the one of the best receivers of the 21st century to never win yeah. a ring. Shout out to the Texans. Yeah. I love the Texans, but uh, Hop, I, I can't fault Hop for leaving. Yeah. I can't fault Hop for leaving. Uh, I can't fault what's his name if, that they trying to, if he leaves while they trying to run him out of here. Who, who uh, the massage nigga, um, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. Watson. <laughs> the, massage, the massage nigga. Um, because I've always said that these players are getting more savvy and they're looking for excuses to get out because why should I play my whole, why should I just spend my whole life trying to get CTE? You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm not mad at that. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna like grow up and lose motor function and, and have suicidal thoughts, like is it really worth it for this the, kind of shit? At the same time, I wish they would have taken this hard a moral stance about Cap, about Colin Kaepernick. When they all they right. all vocally knew that was wrong, was like "fuck you," I'm trying to get this bag. Suddenly, the bag isn't so important. Embracing Cap at the time would have lost their money. Uh, in, uh, not embracing these cover regulations is going to lose them some money. Well, they're making the teams. They, they put the responsibility on the team, so that's the difference. Well, that's the front office's fault, right? right? Yeah, Fair right. enough. It's everybody's fault. They're just like, hey, instead of us making this our problem, we're going to make it the team's problem. Y'all got to get vaccinated, holler by. And they stepped out the room. They gonna, Boy, it's going to look like prison. They're going to run somebody's ass into that, uh, into that clinic. Real talk. Yeah, They're going to make them run there, too. They're going to do them like, like they did in Creed. He's going to run to the gym. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, drills every day, two-a-days. It's, it's going to be an ugly season in, for the NFL. Man, this is going to be ugly. And, the, and, it, would, and it wouldn't be, have to be so ugly if last year they had handled their shit. Because COVID regulations were non-existent last year. You just up and, right. see, you just up and see, oh, we ain't got no running backs because there, there was a COVID outbreak. <laughs> You know, or the, you know, we only got five people because it was a COVID outbreak. <laughs> yeah, it, offense is playing defense. <laughs> they just have it, they just having a kickoff. They just have back. <laughs> they just kicking the ball back and forth now because special teams is the only motherfuckers who stayed in the bubble. Coach is suiting up on alternate downs. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's sad because, like I said. To this day now, it seems like the N- the NBA is the gold standard yeah. of handling shit in the bubble. Even though they recently they've had some issues. You know, LeBron broke the bubble. They Nobody said anything. Yeah, that's LeBron. That's LeBron, and they weren't going to run the risk that this motherfucker's going to be suspended yeah. or some shit and, he's not and not Williams. be in the playoffs. He's not Lou Williams. He didn't leave the bubble to get some wings <laughs> <laughs> from a strip club. Oh, man. Um, so, you know, but still, the NBA still seems to be the gold standard. And I feel like um, if this bubble shit consists, if things get as bad as they were, I'm willing to stick it out for the, the watch and keep up the NBA for the drama. Because Rachel Nichols fucking Jimmy Butler is much funnier now, whether it happened or not, is much funnier now than when they kind of buried the lead on that shit originally. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Butler has just been exalted to ridiculous standards on the internet now. Like, the internet version of Jimmy Butler is like fucking Chuck Norris. Damn. So, um, speaking of speaking of NBA, 
or speaking of sports, Maria Taylor is leaving ESPN. <laughs> this is the funniest shit. You know, this you the know funniest it was shit. Up. You know it was coming though. We, okay, so yes, we should have known it was coming. I think we were all caught up in the Rachel Nichols thing and kind of dragging her. And then all of a sudden, again, making it all Jimmy Butler's fault for fucking her. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love this because Maria Taylor, and you could tell the smugness in her voice mm. on, on social media after it happened. Because the sweetest revenge is somebody who means you no good getting caught up in some shit. Them having to sit down. You taking their spot, and you still get to tell everybody to suck a dick, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. She definitely did that. Yeah. She, after, you know, after Rachel got caught slipping, saying that slick shit, and got removed from the show, Maria continued to shine during the NBA Finals. And not only that, um, got another, you know, got Malika Andrews up there. Courtside. Courtside. Hell yeah. Shit. Malika got to interview the Bucks. I would say he, when they she won. definitely interviewed Giannis. She was front and center with all that shit. And, you know, made a good run. And the day after the finals were done, she was like, okay, by the way, I'm going to NBC. Real talk. Because I think she was already, her contract was up. And they were already yep. going through contract negotiations. Yep. And I couldn't imagine co- contract negotiations going well after the Rachel Nichols thing. Oh, you, look, you know from the, as, as a fellow black you know, from the day she found out about that recording, she was like, "You know what? It's gonna be a f- they got, they got me fucked up. Y'all gonna be y'all got a long day coming." She was on the phone with NBC that minute. Hell yeah! Like, hey, just to let y'all know. Yeah, I need to holler at your girl. Y'all know what time it is. And they were like, "What?" She's like, "Let me tell you what this bitch said." And they were like, "What?" That's crazy. And she was like, "I need that bag." And they were like. Yes, ma'am. No doubt. Yes, ma'am. And she probably didn't even turn into two weeks at ESPN. She is bathing in money, unmarked, <laughs> she's like, unmarked I, bills. She just she just called in that day. It's like, hey, so I'm not coming back. Where are you at? Shit. Turn the channel two. No, she sent a text message. Turn on your TV. Turn the NBC. <laughs> you did this to yourself. <laughs> Love it. Hey, Maria. You got the juice now. Dun, dun. Sorry, I wasn't going to do CSI. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I love that. And then on top of that, it, and Rachel Nichols, to be fair, Rachel Nichols gets to keep her, her everyday job at, what is it, the drop? The, the jump. The jump with Jalen and them. Mm-hmm. This isn't gonna go well, and, and I knew it wasn't gonna go over well for her for her look overall. And I knew, I knew this was some bullshit when she, I found out recently over the past week that she was talking all that shit about Maria Taylor getting on because of a quota. This bitch is Diane Sawyer's niece. Hmm. I wonder. I wonder. You don't say. Maria, man, Maria Taylor should have read her the fucking riot act, but she's too classy. She just, you could just tell on social media. She's like, all right, bitch. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. You're, that's Don't cool. Your aunt ain't going to save you from what's next. That's cool. Sit your ass down. I, fam, Diane Sawyer's niece? 
get the fuck out. I, you know, I'm gonna just stop looking at white women in sports altogether. I mean, all together. I don't even acknowledge them anymore. Like, I, I was, cause you know, I thought Rachel Nichols was all right. She was, you know, she, she, she looked all right. You know, her and Aaron Andrews. I was, like, man, I ain't looking. I ain't never looking at another white woman on on sports casting ever again, ever again. They can't be trusted. White women just. See what I'm talking about? See what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? You did it. <laughs> I, never again. Never again. They've ruined it. They've ruined it. Shout out to... And, and ESPN just were, just keeps having a bad record with this shit. I didn't realize Kari Champion got the fuck out of there. Oh, Very yeah. quietly. Yeah, yeah. Kari Champion got the fuck out of there. I wanted to say something about Sage, but I think Sage said some stupid shit all by herself. Yeah, she did that on her own. Okay, fine, fair enough. Um, yeah, it's looking it's looking a little whiter all the time. You know, let them have it. Rachel and uh, Molly gonna be holding it down by themselves. Um, <laughs> what else is going on, man? It's, it seems all bad lately, man. R. Kelly, they found some more shit on him. I didn't even realize he was still a thing. Well, because uh, because he is to be fair, he is currently sitting down. Yeah, but they are building this case on him, and this motherfucker is going to end up. They're going to bury him. They're going to genuinely bury his ass after this. So, um, this is according to Rolling Stone. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. Um. In documents filed pri- Friday, prior to the trial scheduled August 9th, uh, stop hitting me with ads, Rolling Stone. <laughs> oh, they want me to pay for it. Got I'm, not do- I'm not doing that. <laughs> what the fuck is paying for Rolling Stone? What? My God. I'm not. No, no one's paying for Rolling Stone. Uh, I say all that to say. Um, apparently they have another, another accuser that has stepped up. They have evidence that R. Kelly, uh, entered into a sexual relationship with a 17 year old kid he met at McDonald's. In the play palace. (laughs) God damn it. God damn. (laughs) No, he, he worked there apparently. He met he R. Met, Kelly or the, the kid. <laughs> Look, he can't make tour money right now. So I'm just. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the best shit? Shut up, nigga. Give me a number three. <laughs> give, give me a number three and sing my favorite songs, nigga. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> give me another. Give me a number three and sing Slow Wine. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That would be hilarious. He's not allowed to handle the Happy Meals. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Oh, my God. What what is wrong with you, bro? (laughs) What the fuck? I can't even. Look, man. Oh, man. He's sober, y'all. I am very sober. (laughs) Maybe that's the problem. I'm just just holding shit in that I can't really say. (laughs) Um. So yeah, he, so he had a sexual relationship um, with this seventeen-year-old uh, kid, 
or or maybe it wasn't sexual. They haven't gotten all the details yet, but that led to him meeting yet another underage boy through oh. that existing boy. Okay. Who had some kind of connection? Um, who had some kind of connection somewhere that led to him bribing someone? Allegedly, he bribed somebody into what was it? Um, into uh, uh, doctoring up those papers that made it look like Aaliyah was of age. There's a lot of work that goes into molesting and sexually assaulting. That does. People like, and one has to wonder at some point, like, why is all of that even necessary? Is it worth it? Yes, it can't be. It, I mean, it's not, but it's, it's no, not. it can't be. But I'm like, that is a lot of work into doing something that you know your ass should not be doing. This is how the shit turned into a whole criminal enterprise, right here. You, so you mean you had to, you had to. You had to molest someone to get out of molesting someone else. You realize, like, it's just, it's a lot easier to just keep your hands, have sexual, feet, and dick to yourself. Have sexual relationships with adults. It's kind of, it's like, it's, it's a lot easier. It's much easier. Like, as much as I, no, not not going to say it. I'm just. I, I don't. No. No. You're. No. I, I. I feel where you're going, and I understand where you're going, because yeah. that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like all the effort that you put into luring children, you could be forming relationships with adults. They could be very superficial. But guess what? They're not illegal. I blame McDonald's. I'm starting to feel like McDonald's was in on this shit. Because you remember in Surviving R. Kelly, the the common denominator was meeting all these women at McDonald's. Well, it's a franchise. We need to figure out who the franchise owner was. Because I believe it's that same McDonald's in Chicago. Somebody needs to investigate the franchise owner. I, I'm blaming everybody. I'm blaming yeah. everybody that was near it. I'm blaming McDonald's. Yeah. I'm blaming Rahm Emanuel. I'm blaming the nigga that hangs out in front of McDonald's asking for change when you come out. What hundo? Because he know the nigga that keep coming here and leaving mm-hmm. with a little girl ain't right. He knows all the business. They always do. I blame the dude coming in to ask the manager for a restroom key, and the manager has to ask him all has to remind him every time you have to be a customer to use the restroom. And he's like, "Let me have a cup of ice for twenty five cents. I'm a customer now." You know, goddamn well. He knows well, everything. You know, goddamn well, R. R. Kelly ain't ordering a hot and spicy every time he come to McDonald's. Nigga. Well, he might be. I was, it, he walking out with a hot. And that's spicy what. That's what he calls it. That's that's what he said. Um. They're going to bury this motherfucker. I, I see it now. I see it now. They're going to bury him. They're going to put him... Whatever is under the jail, he's going there. They're going to bury him. He's going to spend the rest of his natural ass life in prison. He's going to die in prison. Let's assume that he's Bill Cosby without the technicality. I was going to say, because Bill Cosby... Only, the, the difference between Bill and R. Kelly is that Bill Cosby had money because he had money. R. Kelly had money because he perpetuated an active criminal enterprise. Mm-hmm. And so you know the feds are hot for that ass. They coming. 
I, I, I was gonna have a hot for that ass. <laughs> God damn! I walked into but it. it. it I walked it, into it. It would have been inappropriate. Um, so I'm gonna leave it at that. What else is going on? Uh, Kanye. Okay, this is probably Randall's least part, least favorite part of the episode. We have to at least talk about it a little bit. Now, commonly, I do always say, and there's no good reason that any outlet has to talk about Kanye or Mari West. However, I am so disappointed with people that this has to be highlighted. I'm so disappointed with you humans. So, Kanye, I think this was during the finals. Kanye drops a, or well, a Beats commercial dropped with a snippet from Kanye's album and Sha'Carri Richardson um, basically saying that the album titled Donda was going to be out um, July 23rd, which now is two days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, all the hype, all of a sudden, everything that people didn't forgive Kanye for, all of a sudden, all of a sudden Kanye was forgiven. And it, it just re, and so some of you fucking knuckleheads for the record. That's why people keep bringing up Chrisette Michelle. She didn't get a fraction of a chance with you motherfuckers. Lost her baby over this bullshit. Kanye gives y'all a whiff of an album. All is forgiven all of a sudden. Why? So is this the part where I can finally say his fans are stupid? Yeah, I'm going to go yes. ahead and say it. Yes, yeah. yes. His man. fans are stupid. Um, if your dumb ass paid money to go watch this fool dance around in a hot ass gap shiny jacket with, a, with, a, with, with pantyhose over his face, you're an idiot. This nigga, this nigga had an album listening party at, at, in an arena. At the time it was supposed to release, had an album listening party in his arena. And by album listening party, I mean he stood in the middle of a stadium with a phone in his hand and just vibe to his own music. Yeah. It wasn't a performance. He was just standing there nodding his head, vibing to his own fucking music. Meanwhile, y'all were eating $50 chicken fingers and $45 hot dogs. The the chicken fingers were $50 fucking dollars. Fam. And don't give me that shit about, well, you know stadium food going to be overpriced because they showed us the price, the normal prices of all that shit, and nothing was above $10. Nope. He is reportedly living in that stadium until the album is done. <laughs> God damn. He has Mike Dean chained in the basement. <laughs> and he can't come out. And y'all, Is he really living there? According, is that what they're saying? According to what reports, uh, he sh- like the next day he randomly showed up at a they had <laughs> a they had a major league soccer game in the stadium. He walked out with the same clothes on he had the day before. Just walked into the stands and people were just like, "Hey!" That just tells me that just tells me that Chris making sure Kim get all that shit in the divorce. That's shit. all that should tell Kim, me. Kim, Kim was at the listening, making sure he did making sure he didn't fall back to one of her properties. That's what happened. Look, man. No, nigga, sleep in this dugout. <laughs> Those of you who are fans of this dude, and, and, and I know this is falling on deaf ears, I, I genuinely don't understand y'all. I, I don't understand what y'all see in him. His shit don't slap. Uh, granted, I haven't listened to the last three albums just off GP, but his shit ain't slapped for a decade. Pablo's all right. 
We're not giving niggas passes for R8 anymore. <laughs> Let's agree on that. No more consolation prizes for music. Be going, son. Nigga, if your shit ain't slapping, fuck you. Stop making music. <laughs> like, we, we're really sitting here watching a nigga have a meltdown in public. And nod his head to his own music for an album release party for an album that to, to this moment, as we're recording... Has not released. And y'all are mad that, that, that it got pushed back like that shit wasn't going to happen anyway. August 9th or something. Something Sixth. like that. Some shit August like that. August 6th. This just, is not it. This is not it. So I know which day I'm going to disable my notifications in Spotify. <laughs> and then, oh, you should already be doing that. They, all, they can't stop talking about the whole verse. Uh, I, I, I haven't, which I have not heard. I haven't heard either. Y'all, Jay-Z can't rap anymore. Y'all... <laughs> But I'm not even I'm not even lying about that, man. Like Jay-Z is actually whack whack now. Like he, he can't rap anymore. And y'all just caught up on nostalgia, like, oh, he's he's the GOAT. The nigga's not good. You didn't like black entrepreneur. <laughs> it's a dumb title and a worse verse. Prove me wrong, y'all. If Jay Z came out today, y'all be like, "Who is this old nigga rapping like?" <laughs> this, is not it. this is not it. You know, and the, and the last thing, the last thing that I'll say because I don't, I don't want to make this about him. He got that, that Justin LeBoy. Oh God, ain't that your boy? Yeah. Well, and remind me who he is again. Exactly, he's the meme guy. Okay, he's he, the meme guy with the podcast with uh, Justin Combs. Yeah, he's the one out there promoting this shit. He's the one going on Instagram talking about, y'all are going to flip out. My man just, he pushed it back because he doesn't want y'all to have a subpar album. So y'all just got to respect the process. How you do an album release party for an album that ain't ready? Nigga, you, you, you're trying to release an album that you're literally actively recording in the next room. It's a grift, y'all. He got he got he got to make this money to pay off the settlement money <laughs> for the Sunday service shit. <laughs> and, 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 and here's my thing: I'm so like y'all really trying to make Justin LeBoy happen like Fetch, bro. Like like he's the meme dude, and he's trying to make himself like a center of I don't know. Like he's as far as maybe podcasting, as far as media, it really seems like he's trying to make him he's trying to make himself that fourth face. For hip hop, for for hip hop on Mount Rushmore, for hip hop media, he go he oh. trying to be up there next to Charlemagne and Budden. Oh. And the way you do that is you get in good with these motherfuckers, and you tell everybody I heard the album is fire because he did the same shit with Drake. Mm. He swears he heard Certified Lover Boy. Mm. And it's fire and it's coming. And you already got my you you've already got me looking at you sideways about that because it is I just don't want DJ Academics to be right. Anytime DJ Academics tells me something's happening, I not only do I believe it's not happening, I want it to not happen that much more because I don't want him to ever be right about anything um, except his last moments on Earth. Wow. Sorry. That was a loud explosion. He earned it. Um, I'm done with Kanye. Yeah, I, I, fuck him, fuck him. I was, I was vaguely curious. Not in the least. At work, like a few minutes before work, 
I was vaguely curious. Looked on Spotify, there was nothing. Not in the least bit. I knew. I knew then. You motherfuckers got got. Um, we have to talk about Married at First Sight. Huh. Married at First Sight, Houston. H time. H time is going down. Okay. So, Mar- so for those of you who did not know, we have become a little like we we have become a little interested in Married at First Sight. Just off of the bullshit, for me, just off of the bullshit that happened last season. I'm still wondering where Paige is now. Like, she must have just deleted all her social media and went into hiding, as she should have, just to get away from old crazy-ass Chris. Um, I don't know what any of those references mean. I'm watching this shit for the first time. And she's and, and, now, and, and now Randall, I've gotten Randall to watch it, and yeah. we live-tweeted it. Shout out to everybody that followed us on the live-tweet. Yeah. Yeah, um, y'all are funny. I'm surprised that some of y'all agreed with things that I said. Um, Man, Lala will never let me live this down. Lala from Play No Games podcast, because I only know about this show because I, I, the ones I was going to be on her show, and I watched, I, I marathoned it in a day to study, Woo. and I just all of a sudden became completely interested. And addicted um, So now I'm watching The Houston season Because I'm very interested in how Houston Is portrayed on a National scale I was a little worried at first I too was worried I'm it, still a little worried Because in some of the promo stuff I saw Like a silhouette of a dude with a cowboy hat Yeah man and, a rope, and I was like come on y'all Let me tell you what, let me tell you what else I'm still concerned about My, and, and this is not really a problem With Houston in particular this is more the the franchise, but I knew right away they were all going to be bougie boat shoe niggas. <laughs> I knew any black person that was on this show, they were going to pick some bougie ass boat shoe ass, uh, wear a blazer and tie just to get into the turkey leg hut, yeah. ass niggas. I mean, this ain't Houston Inc. Right, you know. right, and. So I I'm always one like one of these one of these reality shows I want them to represent the working class. Mm. Give me a nigga, give me a nigga that has to work on the weekends. As a person who watched this for the first time, I noticed a lot of things that that immediately let me know that this is not every person in Houston. Everyone on this show works out apparently. All of them. Everyone. They all had to do B roll where they were jogging. Yeah. Nobody. Well. People in Houston don't work out like oh, that. Oh, so no, that's not a thing. That is not, especially in this heat, no. Even you have to go to place. very select places for that. Yeah. Every, every, every person had a dog that lived with them. Oh, my God, they all had dogs. And I said I wanted to see a spinoff just about the dogs because the, the dogs know some shit. They know the truth. Um, and, but the whole time I was watching, I was like, man, this is a three-hour ep- the three-hour episode. First, second of all, is three hours. I'm like, what is what is the, what is the hook? What is the thing that's going to keep me interested in the show? I have to drink straight to talk about this. Wow, because the only thing I was thinking about the whole time was this is the dumbest proposition ever, and these people have to be willfully ignorant and selfish in, in, in order to even agree to some shit like this. They're very self-centered. A lot of them are yeah. very self-centered. Like they don't even they don't even care about 
the quality of their relationship. They just want the status of married. That was my thing. Whenever they talked, whenever they introduced each person, every one of their explanations was they were doing a thing. I'm tired of doing this alone. I'm tired of going to the movies alone. I'm tired of going out with my friends alone. You're not alone. You're with your, you're with your friends. Calm down. And it all added up to it not them wanting to be married, but them all being tired of not being married. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm tired of being the I'm tired of being single. the third wheel. Yeah. Another thing Everybody I Everybody in your crew is the third wheel. At, Enter Gil. Yeah. <laughs> the cornball. That was a firefighter, right? Yes. Enter Gil, the cornball. As a matter of fact, can we generate, can we get, you probably Wikipedia this, can we get a list going of the people? Sure. Okay. Enter Gil, the cornball. There's a couple of cornballs on this, on this show. Gil is the head cornball. Gil is all the men with cornballs, by the way. Gil is if there were if there were if alpha and beta males were really a thing, I'm sure Gil says alpha male all the time. I'm sure of it. I know he does. Gil is a firefighter. Clearly he works out. He's like black Colombian. So he tells everyone that he's an expert salsa dancer. Let me let you know a secret about uh, Afro about Afro Latinas. All Colombians swear they are expert professional salsa dancers, and they put in the time because they all do it until three in the morning at the same place in Houston, the same like two places. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, Gil the Cornball. He, he and I happen to notice his shit said community fire like also he's a volunteer I imagine he's a volunteer I don't feel like he's done the studying but that's not because you have to do real studying about like there are real fire firefighter like like textbooks yeah that's volunteer. that are super complicated that's a volunteer fire department so how does he get paid uh, he don't. He might be a salsa. He might teach salsa on the weekends. He was looking a little stiff to me, but I'm not Afro Latina, so I don't get to have a say in the matter. Hmm. So, Gil the cornball, followed by his cornball friends, who all one after the other, when he told them that he was getting married at first sight. All one after the other told him not to do it. Yeah. Don't do it. Reconsider. Don't do it. Reconsider. Um, he's getting linked up. Who is he getting linked up with? Merla. So she was the, the Latina chick. Who also, you know, she, she did. She a did little self-involved. Out. Yeah, very self-involved. Though She was straight up like, you know, I, I still enjoy um, doing things by myself and traveling and and it I, wasn't that interesting, and she was fam. Like, when they asked her, she said when they when they asked her to tell about herself, not to cut you off, no, you but this is important. When they asked her to tell about herself, she said, "I like working out in matching outfits." That is the thing that she and said. She is a leadership coach. What the fuck does that mean? That means that. Mm, 
I don't want to offend anybody on here. I'm going to keep that one to myself. A leadership coach? Yeah. You need coaching in that? I mean. Is she an independent contractor? Does she, does she work at all? Leadership firm? Like It means you can pay people, you can get people with low self-esteem to pay you to tell them <laughs> things they should already know about themselves. And you are not wrong. That that's that sounds about right. Yeah. Um let's see. She was like I said, a little self involved, a little boring and shallow to me. Yeah. I'm telling you, when they ask these motherfuckers what they what about to tell about themselves, some of the shit they talk about is like what the They all just literally they just work out and They go to work, pay bills, work out. Mm-hmm. And add shit to their house, and, and and add useless decoration to their fucking house. That's it. You just described me. <laughs> God damn it! You might do a little more than that, Damien. <laughs> My God, just a little. Um. And so, right away, do we think Gil? Are they going to work out? No. He, no, he's too corny. Way too corny. They had a bachelor party. They had a bachelor party where all the men got together to celebrate their last night of freedom. Yeah. And this nigga got on the this nigga got on the uh, on the the table and started doing coyote ugly shit. Yeah. And fucking humping the pole or whatever. Yeah. That's, that's ultimate corny shit. That is also shout corny. out to the location scouts for the show. Because every bar, restaurant they went to was literally a place that you can see from the freeway. Like, oh, that place would be cool. The Rustic. Whiskey River. St. Arnold's. And they did all this shit right before the freeze. Eighth Wonder. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, who, who else? The Rustic. Um, you want to talk about Ryan? Which one is Ryan? Ryan's a white dude who's tired. Oh, shit. The the no, his hairline is you know his hairline is tired. That's what it is. His hairline is his hairline is running out of time. Yeah. Um, Ryan li- clearly lives in Edo. He oh, lives yeah. in East Downtown. Yep. Um. So we know he we know he is just available to all the pussy. Yeah, he he, he gets everything in a six block radius. Guaranteed that that motherfucker walks into around the corner and just has the pick of the litter over there. Yep. Um. And he supposedly he is fucked every. Supposedly he is fucked just about everything white. That's that's my caveat. He everything said, white in Houston. He said dated. Yeah, fucked. He fucked everything. Yeah. And because <laughs> even his family and friends treat him like a hoe, like he yeah. was community penis. Guaranteed. And he is just tired of having the reputation. And now he wants to be the retired. Community penis yeah. because you get more pussy that way. Well, it's offered to you. But, uh, yes. You don't necessarily get it. You don't ne- well, you don't necessarily accept it. Yeah. But let's be honest. <laughs> these these married motherfuckers ain't out here hunting by themselves. True, true, true. Um, uh, who else? Now, he who was, is he getting linked up with? Brett, Brett, the the volleyball coach chick. She looks neurotic. She looks like she is going to make his life hell at some point. That's a guarantee. Yeah. That's a guarantee. Everything about Brett worried me. I have not touched a man in two years. See, see, that's when it all goes wrong. They had one like that on the last season, Ryan and Clara. 
Clara had not been fucked in some in quite some time, and her husband Ryan had not fucked anyone in some time and was holding. They got after they got married was still holding out on the dick, and they had not fucked the whole season, and they just got divorced. Shocking! I just read that they just they just got divorced. Shocking! Um, that's a setup for failure. The more they talk about how no one has touched them in some time, the more that tells me how desperate they are and how this isn't going to work. Because they're, they're willing to go to any lengths for the promise at the end of the rainbow mm-hmm. um, of Dick. Yep. And she, you know, no, that's not, I've, I'm worried about her. Yeah. I'm worried about her and I'm worried about how manipulative he's going to be in the service of that. He is going to be emotionally absent from this whole shit. Guaranteed. Like, he already looks like his soul has been sucked out of the Dark Crystal. Some shit. You know? <laughs> he looks checked out as shit. Yeah. Um, you got your boy Jose. Jose, who, who of all the people on this show, should not be on this show. Jose said he's not marrying a Dallas Cowboys fan. Which... Shout out to him for that. <laughs> Understandable. Understandable. But Jose, who works for NASA, has already, he's debt free, has paid off two houses. Why the fuck is he getting married? Right. Bro. He said, I like things done in a certain way. That tells me he's controlling. He tells, honks at his woman from the church parking lot. It also tells me he pays for it, too. <laughs> That's that's funny. Um, I like how your boy was perpetrating, walking around in front of a closed church with a Bible. Reading the Bible. <laughs> man, just open to a random page. Dude, the church ain't open. <laughs> Do they even know you're there, sir? Oh, shit. That was funny. That I have to admit, that was funny. Also, I, let me go back to Brett. I suspect she's going to be the drinker. They always have Hands to the white down. women. They always have to have a drinker or two. Hands down, because she's a teacher and volleyball coach. Last season, all the white women drank profusely. Well, here you go. Brent gonna drink. Um, and who is uh, who is Jose getting hooked up with? Rachel, who was very, I mean, lonely. Yeah, I mean, lonely. Got the saddest damn fridge you ever saw in your life. Her her best friend, her homegirl, was just she was just drinking wine the whole time. Like, <laughs> so fucking this was. this some bullshit. I don't want to be sober for this. <laughs> let me tell you something. We let me tell you something. I found out in my ongoing study of white people while working in the retail sector. All white women, when you see them with those big ass thirty two ounce tumblers, <laughs> they're drinking. Yep. That's prime drinking for them. I've never met a white woman that wasn't drinking alcohol out of that fucking tumbler. And you're going to see that tumbler a lot this season. I guarantee it. <laughs> out of Brett's hand. And Rachel? Yeah. Rachel's so fucking lonely. She alphabetizes all five of them Tupperwares in that fucking fridge. Man, that was a sad thing. <laughs> that was a sad <laughs> Wow. <laughs> My feelings were hurt. Mm-mm. Oh no! Wow. She had three. Th- she had five things in that in, in that fridge, and one of them was bottled water. Wow! And she alphabetizes them four Tupperwares. I was I was hurt, man. She told us she got cheated on during quarantine. 
How the fuck you get cheated on during quarantine? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Shit, hey, man. Oh, no. You got cheated on by a nigga that's always at home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We also had Zach, the 27-year-old, who's throwing his life away too soon. Zach is the black dude? The black dude. Yeah, he, why the fuck is he on Who, this show? Who's friends? And see, this is why I don't trust Zach. At, at, at least with Gil, his friends are in their mid thirties, so they, you know, they, they are they they got boat shoes on. Zach, one hundred percent. His friends are in their twenties. I saw no Jordans. I saw no Yeezys. None. I saw no Nike Tech Fleece. All of them alphabetized their Birkenstocks. Yeah, man. Like, Every one of them. They all square. His, his parents were hilarious, so. His father, when he said, I'm ready to be a, a husband, <laughs> laughed with well, his, from the diaphragm at his ass. I gave him an Uncle Phil laugh. <laughs> so damn. <laughs> oh, he and, laughed. And his, his, and his mother was like, well, you know, marriage requires more than love. His, Zach's father was avoiding all eye contact. And his mother just started crying. Yeah. His mother started crying, and meanwhile, his father is just like, "See there, this is what you got. This, this, this is what's waiting on you." His longest two weeks. His, yeah, his longest relationship was last, less than two years. He ain't ready. Nah, it's it's definitely not going to it's definitely not going to work out because he's he's hooked up with uh, Michaela, who's three years older than him. Who is who is I can tell you neurotic. And a narcissist, and let me tell you, she's like when she said, "Um, why?" They asked her why she was single. She said, "I don't know. It's not my fault." All that tells me is that there is a ninety percent probability that it is all her fault. You misspelled one hundred percent. It is her fault, mm-hmm. and she don't get me wrong. She cute. Yeah, she cute. I guarantee you, at her bachelorette party, she ain't had no draws on. She had nobody's drawers on. She's the one in that whole group that does not own underwear. And they're going to ask her where her underwear drawer is, and she's going to look at them like, what do you mean? Mm. Um, she, I guarantee, a producer had to step in to keep her from fucking the stripper. Hey. I, I, know, or, I know it. Or they have unreleased video of her doing it. Oh, now wait. This isn't the Andy Cohen verse. Can come out later in the year. Oh, they don't do that here? No, this is Damn. Lifetime, bro. They don't do that. Oh, that's right. This, this, is, the, this is the Broken Relationship channel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not the mess channel. This is, no, this shit is semi-wholesome. Like, yeah, lifetime, Lifetime's genre is fucked up relationships. <laughs> fucked up relationships by wholesome people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, Lifetime has made this their cash cow because they have at least three spinoffs of this shit. You know, they have they have one called Undateables, like the people that didn't make the cut to get on the show. <laughs> they find the worst of them and show you how fucked up they are, and then they try to make them over to where they can actually get 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 some sex. It's it, and it rarely happens. <laughs> They had a bitch sitting on. They had a bitch that tells people she sits on the toilet eating chicken nuggets. That's efficient. Where is Craig Lindsay? <laughs> Where is Craig? <laughs> that is exactly that is exactly his type of chick. Uh, Where is Craig Lindsay, dog? Uh, and then we have 
Johnny and Bow. Oh, Bow and Johnny. Oh, this was the highlight of the episode somehow. Uh, Bow, the young lady, these are the two Asian people. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. Bow, I kid you not, says her hobby is spreadsheets. 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 That's what she said. She said that she makes bread using spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. How the fuck does that work? Yeah. How does that work? All of her decisions in life involve spreadsheets. I just, I know. As a person who uses spreadsheets every day, that's that bullshit. <laughs> Let me tell you all that first. <laughs> she goes, she, I tell you, if there's a national Microsoft Excel contest, I guarantee you she's in it. And, and Johnny has five of the same outfit in his closet. Five blue shirts, five <laughs> pairs of khakis. And he was going through those shits like he was trying to figure out which one he was going to wear today. Johnny said, I am attracted to hygiene. Not like, it's cute when a woman keeps herself up and none of that shit. I'm attracted to hygiene. Hey, what's, your, what's, 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 what's the type of woman you want, Johnny? Clean. Hygienic. <laughs> just, Bathed. What? This motherfucker. If you walk in a motherfucker's house and you see five versions of the same of the same shirt and pants, run. Yeah. And, you know, at, at the beginning of the episode, one of the things that I remarked when I was tweeting was Houston is the biggest small city in the world. The, what is the chance? They have to know that, somebody. That somebody, somebody on this them. show knows somebody. And sure enough. When the, when the wedding happens, she comes around the corner and she sees him and goes, is that Johnny? <laughs> and he just goes, Wow. Now my first my first instinct was that he fucked her and didn't call her tonight and didn't call her later, because that's that guilt look you get when somebody that you didn't call that you were supposed to call shows up. Mm-hmm. Not that I know about these things. No, no. no. <laughs> and, and so they went to college together at U of H. Well, they went to two separate colleges, oh, they went, but they okay. were both in they were both presidents of the Vietnamese student unions at their respective colleges. He went no, she went to U of H. He went to another school. Another school, correct. Yeah. And UTAM or some shit like that. And they linked up at one of these, you know, networking things. Yeah. Um sound like she wanted to, she wanted to, she wanted to make some shit happen. And she says, Well, he had kind of a reputation of being a playboy. Did you just tell me the motherfucker who said I'm attracted to hygiene is community dick? Did you just say that he's community dick of the Vietnamese community? I think that's what you just said. That was hilarious. And he said he looked and he looked her up and down and said, This could work. Yeah. He said that shit. That's how I knew maybe he's a hoe. Yeah. Oh, this could work. Meanwhile, she was progressively breaking out in hives during the entire session. They she he sent her a surprise gift before the wedding. That was like an Astros jersey or something. Yeah. And she freaked the fuck out. I'm walking down the aisle to this sports fan. I don't like sports. Bitch. No, no, that's not right. I said I was going to stop saying bitch. No, no. It did say I have associated with people who do cancer research. Yeah. And none of them are sports fans. Okay. 
All right, Bal. You'll I, be all right. Okay, bro. You'll be all right. Is this first first question? Are Bal and Johnny gonna be all right? Yeah, I think I think so. It's gonna be entertaining, but I think they're gonna be fine. I think so. I mean, the, the good they're thing both is, boring. Yeah, the good thing is he has a chance. She has a perception of him already, and everything that she will experience about him will probably be the opposite of that, which could work in his favor. Um, if they don't work out, whose fault is it going to be? Hurt, hers, guaranteed. Because he he has, I mean, he doesn't care at this point. He has lowered expectations. He and he was the one that was like, "Yeah, this can work." <laughs> He had already resigned himself to oh well. Maybe yeah. that see that's that that's that he said it out loud. But when men do that, yeah, this could work. That yeah. means oh well, maybe the pussy's good. That's what that means. Not that I know about these things. What do you think? <laughs> Who? What do I think about it? Whether or not the pussy's good? Yes. Val. And is there a spreadsheet involved? <laughs> First of all, Bow's a freak and she don't know it. Bow ain't been nowhere. Bow's one of them. See, Bow ain't had the time to be nowhere because she's an overachiever. And she comes from overachieving people. And Bow, Bow's one, I, you know, I went to Bel Air. Bow's one of them chicks that come that come into the peer counseling, that come to the peer counseling meeting and is crying about an A minus. I guarantee it. I guarantee you. And I'm not saying that based yeah. on any racial anything. I heard the way she yeah. talked about achieving and yeah. underachieving, and overachieving. First of all, all these upper middle class people. Trying to convince us that they came from abject poverty. Every single one of them, y'all. All of them had a story like they came and got it out the mud. I don't believe none of that shit. Well, she showed the trailer that she came from. They all do that. They do that on loving hip hop, man. They do that on loving hip hop. They do that on every ratchet reality TV show you ever heard. All these, all these motherfuckers walked around as children with newspaper on their shoes. Uh, being sold into sex trafficking, stripping at 13. Hmm. Now, that's not married at first sight level. Yeah. But they, they all have that story. They all act like they come from abject poverty. That's, they probably, just, some, that's probably some 90-day fiancé shit. They went, to, they went to Bel Air, and they were just poorer than the, the, than the rich white kids. That's yeah. what happened. The ones that could afford to go to St. John's. And Correct. St. Agnes or whatever. And all, went to, and all played basketball after school at the JCC. Yeah. That's what happened. Um, so, yeah, all that shit. Apparently, according to Married at First Sight, Houston explicitly consists of Buffalo Bayou Park. And... and, and, and a shade of Midtown. They showed us the train. You did. You did call that one. They showed us the train. They showed us that stock footage of the train. <laughs> that, that, that same stock footage at night that everybody shows of the fucking train while all the lights are going by at motion capture speed, whatever. Yeah. Every, um, everything that y'all. Everything that y'all saw in that B roll was within one square mile, and it was all in. And I guarantee you, it was all in every Metro commercial ever made. Yeah. Um. The most intriguing thing to me about this season that I realized when they when they said that that wedding date was January thirty first, 
first thing I thought was right before the freeze. That was two weeks before the freeze. Will Please that happen? God let them be frozen in and stuck together. <sighs> Please God let that be the, let that let that be their honeymoon. Oh yes. Do they usually leave for their honeymoons? Yeah, they Damn. they they all go on a trip together. Right after the wedding, yeah. Oh shit, they're probably gonna miss the freeze. They have like a hun- they have like a night or two of a honeymoon, and then they go off somewhere, um, some resort or something. Last year it was Vegas. Um, I assume it won't be like Galveston or some shit. It's, man, it's gonna be, they're gonna be they're all gonna be like at Moody Gardens. <laughs> These people are that square. Damn it! They, See, they, they're, they're gonna miss the freeze. I was hoping for one ratchet person. I think Michaela got it in her. Yeah, at least to be a freak, she'll be a freak. I, yeah, she'll be too freaky for him, or maybe just freaky enough. I don't know, man. He, you have to stick around with us to find out. I'll watch it as long as I can take it. Yeah, same, same. Uh, that's a great place to take a break. We'll be back with more opinions. We'll be back with more. Uh, Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Almost forgot it. I'm drinking straight up. (laughs) (laughs) Pour up. And we are back. Oh, yeah. We are black. We are opinionated. And I am drunk. I I have been drinking straight for that whole, like, married at first sight segment. (laughs) Well, all right. Oh, boy. Um, swimming ding, swimming ding. It is time for White People Must Be Stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Now, I have, um, I, I, I wrote this down the other day, and I didn't know what it meant, and I had to re-research it. <laughs> Research uh, is good. Because it was Friday, and I was drinking. Um, I just had a thought in my head. So, uh, this is all I have wrote down. Dear interracial couple, I believe in your right to swirl, but next time you play Overseer, please leave the share button and ultimately us out of it. What does this mean? This means that there was a picture circulating, a few pictures circulating the internet all week. Of a white woman and a black man whose wedding photos were all themed after slavery, basically. Yeah. He was in chains. He was literally, his arms, his hands were literally in shackles. She released him from the shackles. And they were spirited away. Oh, he's still in the shackles. Oh, no, here we go. Here, okay. There we go. Now he's dressed like the Monopoly man. So. Or Jack the Ripper, I can't tell. Um, and they're, uh, but apparently they're happily ever after. Um, what was missing from the photo shoot was the slave master capturing him and having him drawn and quartered. <laughs> Which is exactly what would have happened. Yeah. Um, either that or this is like a Candyman origin story. <sighs> no, yeah, yeah, I ain't co-signing that. Um, this, this I'd be fighting for interracial couples Not fighting for But I I fight for If that's who you love Then love them And keep us out of it And we can just shut the fuck up And mind our business about it 
But when y'all let this shit is whenever interracial couples do them, it's always this shit that ends up in the ether. This is why it's hard to stand up for y'all. Interracial couples aren't even a thing that needs to be stood up for nowadays. Like, uh, yes and no. It's normal. It's 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 so normal nowadays that like it shouldn't even be a thing. Well, here's what. But here's what happens. And we do this. I do this all the time. Whenever, whenever a, whenever a black man says some crazy shit, and we know they're married to a white person, we always default. We always default to. The white wife. I know this because I have cracked a numerous Amari Hardwick jokes. Right. About his white wife. Right. But you're not. But you're not. You're I not did, saying I wouldn't he should care not, otherwise. Right. You're not saying that he shouldn't be married to a white woman. No. Like, no, you're not, I'm not saying You're that. not against the institution of marriage between two people that are ethnically different. Correct. I'm not Umar Johnson. Right. We, but we just know that. You know, some Umar's are, still looking, y'all. Just, just so you know, some dudes that are married to white women are just corny. <laughs> <laughs> we just know that. That is true. Um, this motherfucker looks like he did the. He looks like Matt James is his first black friend. He might. He's the reason why Matt James grew a beard. I, I would imagine. Uh, excuse me, Matt James is the photographer of this event. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you got to go to work, dude. Like, <laughs> and you know, nowadays coworkers coworkers are all up in your Facebook and your in your Instagram. It's true on everything. Like, they, oh, they're part of the drag. Folks at my job are mad that I deactivated my Facebook two years ago. Why? We have no idea what's happening with you. We don't know anything Good. about you. That's the plan. Good. My coworkers don't know shit about me. I'm I'm excited for them to not know shit oh, about that, me. I'm so envious of that. They don't know nothing about me. I mean, they know my... F- okay, well, because I mentioned in the interview about, you know, just reacclimating. They right. know my father passed. Stuff right. like that. But that's not like a common interest no. type thing. No. They, yeah. And they might know I play Call of Duty because the, the assistant manager in the back, uh, he... I mean, he works. But as he's working, he has a small window with uh, Call of Duty YouTube videos on it all the time. So... Um, or Twitch or whatever. Um, so they know I'm in the Call of Duty, but they don't know like heavy shit. They yeah. don't. They don't know I do this podcast. No, 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 no. Given what I do for a living, uh, that will have to be Patreon or something yeah. along, down the road. Um, I, no, they will never know what I do for a living. <laughs> well, they they'll never know that I I do this podcast. Um, but dude, no matter where this dude is in life or this woman are in life, this is a wrap. Yeah, because this shit. I mean, I just googled this shit. I, I literally googled interracial <laughs> couple. Slave. He can't ever get woke. Nope. He can't ever get woke. This will haunt him. He said light skinned dudes back about all the di- years. <laughs> he resets y'all to eighteen thirty six. Man, Drake stripped him of his badge. Wow. Baby. Just like that. <laughs> stripped him of his stripped him of his rank and title in the in, in the in the light skinned association. Mm. Demoted him. Demoted him below Shannon Brown. <laughs> oh, y'all. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be a long road back to the top of the light-skinned uh, totem pole for him. I'm just saying. Shamor Moore will be waiting for you. <laughs> 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 you got some explaining to do. 
Him and Dorian Wilson got a long slosh <laughs> to the top, nigga. Oh, man. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, if y'all want to play hide-and-go slave or 12 years of marriage or whatever, 100%. Leave the share button and us out of it. Period. <laughs> Period. I don't want to see this shit. Um, oh, also, white folks are going to space. By white folks, I expressly mean Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos. Good for them. Jeff Bezos just uh, flew to space in a wand. You no. know what wand I'm talking about. No, let's call it what it is. It's a dick? Yes. Yeah, it's a dick. Um, here's my thing. I'm not going to go on a long rant about this, but I am very upset about this, and this is why I'm very upset about it. A lot of people tried to cape, a lot of people tried to cover this up as well. Stop using Amazon products, and oh well, uh, well he worked hard for his money. No, he didn't. He worked hard being duplicitous with his money. That's what he did. He worked hard subverting monopoly laws. He worked hard keeping people from taking piss breaks. He this, this dude wasted an actual billion dollars in a five-minute trip to space and is still paying fewer taxes than most of us are. Facts. My problem with this, my biggest problem with this, is that space, part of scientific exploration and scientific research is a part of the condition of human advancement. Any steps we take as a species is based in scientific research. Space exploration is an enormous part of how we've gotten to where we are as a society, as a, as a culture, as a species. This transcends the, the Western world or the Eastern world. Star Wars, I don't mean the, I don't mean the, 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 Star, the Disney Star Wars, I mean the space race. Mm-hmm is part of what made us as humanity advance and what pushed us towards technological advancements that changed the face of the 20 of the 20th century and created and created everything that made the 21st century what it is and now we have and now we have we have outsourced one of the things that makes humanity advance and helps us advance altogether. We have now outsourced that to white rich fuckers that are just bored and looking for adventure. There's a comic book called Planetary. Randall knows this. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he has the omnibus. Shout out to Jessica and Tim for getting it for my birthday a couple years ago. <laughs> Um, All 27 issues Hardcover Hardcore uh, Written by Warren Ellis Who we have reported Is kind of a piece of shit um, Good comic though Great The comic. villains Are basically Ripoffs of the Fantastic Four Intentional um, Who steal the best things About Scientific discovery For themselves To keep planet earth basic and uninteresting and unable to defend itself should 
an advanced alien race come and try to take them over. That's the deal they made with said alien race, which now that I've said it out loud after years of reading Planetary is fucking psychotic. <laughs> they deliberately steal the, the things that could make humanity great scientifically and make them advance more than they ever have because they're bored. Because they want to be the best of us and they want to be the best adventurers and they want to have the best outings and they literally say to the hero, this is the great, this is the great human adventure and y'all can't come. That's what it feels like when I see Jeff Bezos and Richard fucking Branson outsourcing space travel because they want to put a Virgin Mobile logo on the fucking moon. Also, space travel is really kind of a stretch. They're like barely touching space. Right. Like it's like saying I'm I'm taking a trip out of Houston and you go to Mo City. They haven't really left like the stratosphere. Yeah, right? like okay, fair yeah, enough. Like, fair enough. They're literally taking 5 minute joy trips. But you know where but that's but the, again, that's them Testing the waters, going a little further, a little further. Mm -hmm. You know where NASA's going right now? Nowhere. Yeah. Well, NASA got defunded years ago. So. Right. Yeah. Right. That's where the value is being placed. Yeah. Away from advancement and into outsourcing. Everything my company, everything the company I work for does, they've just recently outsourced to some third party that has no idea what the fuck they're doing. Because it took a whole week. You know how when you get your, when you, it used to be when you got a job, you did like a day worth of paperwork? Mm -hmm. All that shit took like a week. And a week of my manager emailing back and forth. Like, that's where we're at. Everything's stopped being about advancement and being more about convenience. It's about adventure. And, it's and, about and conquest. For, and for the richest people, it's about adventure. And planting a fucking flag somewhere that where nobody else is going to see it because nobody else can go. Meanwhile, the entire five minutes that Jeff Bezos was in space, not a single Amazon warehouse employee took a piss break. Just a lot of money. That was a lot of money he had to go out to you do. Know what's, you know what's fucked? And he had the audacity to thank the employees and the customers of Amazon for that opportunity. I, and I don't want to stay on this too long because, you know, Randall got to go. But... He mentioned to me in pre-production that part of being in space, any person that goes to space, mm -hmm. there are people in charge of that one. Like if there are three people in space, each of those three people at, in the space station has dozens of people. Yes. Responsible for each of them. Responsible for each of them's health and safety and well-being around the clock. 24 hours a day. And you know, if you have to take a piss, if you have to shit, if whatever you do is being monitored, Everything. all your vitals are being monitored. If you, you have to eat. You have to let somebody know that you need to take a shit. And they have to work with you to like hook a device up to you that sucks the shit out of you. Because in space, your digestive, your digestive system does not work the way that it should. Correct. And we're supposed to be excited about this fool going to space? And here's the problem with that. 
Let me add. Let me add one worse for you. As it is, if his life is in their hands, we're talking about a motherfucker who doesn't let people who his life is not in their hands take piss breaks. Mm -hmm. What the fuck do you think he's doing to them? Oh, yeah. Hey, Bob, I got to take a shit real quick. uh, uh, Bob just went to the restroom. Uh, Jeff, can you wait about three minutes? Uh, You know what? Have Bob executed. Right. Rick, I need you to go ahead and set up the catheter for me. Thank you. Let me just say, like I said, I didn't want yes, to. Yes, Catheter coming up. <laughs> Sucking out three liters of bullshit, Mr. Bezos. Please stand by. I can say unequivocally, across the board, that, I, you know, and, and again, I'm not busting on anybody for being rich, even though I think billionaires should just not exist ever. Um, we've seen the evidence that. Billionaires only exist to the detriment of people beneath them. Jeff Bezos should just not exist. This is the like it, it seems cute. It, it seems cute to crack on. It is fun to make jokes here and there. Jeff Bezos is just. And it, it sucks that Amazon kind of has us by the balls, but Amazon is a part of our everyday life now. It well, is that and FedEx and UPS are both shit. The other problem. They are terrible. The other problem. And USPS is almost non-existent. This close to non-existence. And hell, hell half of half the shit they outsource to Amazon to deliver. Right. Jeff Bezos is just the, the, the pervasive ugliness of society at this point. It's, I, this is not it. This is not it. There was a dream that was science. There once was a dream that was science, and this is not it. It, it, As a matter of fact, one more time for the people. This is why I don't fuck with white people. Send your racist stories, your racist real-life encounters, along with your listener letters, questions for myself, D. Randall, and anyone else you hear on this podcast, please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com or visit opinionswildblack where you can find out more about the Least Sober Team in podcasting. You can buy merch, find out other places, other alternatives or places to listen to us, um, and donate. You can now donate money to us. Let's go. If you have a dollar, whatever, anything else, anything, any little thing helps. Or as Dr. Umar would say, sister, thank you for $10. Next time you can give 20. Could have been sister, 20. Could have been 20. Could have been 20. Could have been 20. We will be back with your listener letters and the top three STFUs. This is Houston's Most Savage Podcast. Kindly reminding you to pour up. And we are back. Yep. We're black. Yep. We're opinionated. Yep. And I am saucy. Yep, y'all. Yep. Saucy. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Time for your listener letters. Hey, hey. Uh, we got them. You want them. You sent them. Here they are. Uh, Timothy, People's Critic on Twitter. What up, Tim? 
uh, wants to know what's the racist thing, what's the most racist thing that ever happened to you? Ooh. I work in retail. I have to pick just one. <laughs> just one. Um, do you have one? I remember my first racist experience, which is probably the most profound for me. I'll make it very quick. Okay. I was, I may have told the story before. I was eight years old, um, eight-ish years old. And I remember going to Target with my mother and my sister. This was Target back when they had one over next to Alameda Mall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, We were in line. Well, my mother was in line checking out. Uh, I asked my mother if I can go to the concession stand, whatever you want to call it, to get a hot dog or something. She was like, yeah, y'all go over there. And when I check out, I'll meet you over there. Okay. So I go over there, get in line. Well, actually, there was really no line. Um, I kind of, as I'm kind of looking at the menu or whatever, uh, the the nice lady, black lady working behind the counter asked me if, if I wanted something, and I said, and as soon as I was about to speak, um, an old Bass Pro Shops looking white dude steps in front of me, and he starts ordering food. And the woman told him, um, sir, this, this young boy here um, was about to order. And he goes, well, I, I don't give a shit if a nigger is waiting for anything. Oh, shit. I, I'll step up and order whenever I'm ready. And again, I, I, I don't know the significance of this event. I'm eight years old. My sister Great. is four years old. And, but I remember very clearly, and the woman was kind of flustered, like, you know, you're not going to come in here and disrespect anyone like that, especially a child. And he's like, I don't give a fuck what niggers respect. You know, blah, blah, blah. And he starts going off. Um, he letting them niggers fly. Behind this woman, and I remember this man's name, um, working the grill was a, was a young black fellow. With a jerry curl named Mickey. All right, Mickey. Mickey came from around that grill and hopped over the counter um, uh, to meet Duck Dynasty <laughs> out, out front. <laughs> and and the, the, the woman that was working the counter, she, she had to run around and she said, Mickey, Mickey, don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Like, and Mickey, Mickey had like the spatula in his hand <laughs> and was going to duff. <laughs> was going to duff this dude. Um you know, right there in the middle of Target. And I, I remember um, um, I remember security coming up and asking the guy, if you know, the, the white dude, if, like, is everything okay? And he was like, yeah, these niggers, you know, whatever, whatever. God damn. And, uh, yeah. It he was, was letting them hoes fly. Right, he was letting them fly. And, and, and at this point... You know, my mother was still at the checkout lane, and and they, and they they took the guy away, or whatever. And I remember, kind of at the end of it, my mother came up, and I still got my hot dog. And I remember the woman behind the counter like apologized to my mother, was like, "I'm so sorry for what happened." And my mother was like, "What happened?" And like to this day, my mother's still kind of oblivious as to like the extent of of how this dude actually tried to you know act a fool, and and how Mickey with a Jerry curl, wherever you are, Mickey. Thank you. Thank you. Mickey, Thank boy. You. Mickey was about to have a... That dude was about to have a long day fucking with Mickey. He had a Jerry Curl in the height of Rodney Owen oh, Joe Cooley days. Like, he was about to catch it. <laughs> he was ready to risk it all. Most racist thing that ever happened to me... I won't say the most racist. I'll say one of the most memorable. Because I have too many to choose from. Uh, I was at the checkout counter at the old job. Checking this lady out, 
And I have a I have a I have some beads that I used to wear um that a a um a monk friend gave me. It's a real a, a real Buddhist monk guy mm-hmm. who now teaches English who teaches ESL to kids and takes him on trips to Mexico. Um he always tried to get me to go. Uh I miss him. Mm. Uh and it was a Buddhist token of compassion. Because according to him at my job, I always showed compassion to everyone, even when I was annoyed, even when I was tired. Mm. Uh, I still wonder who the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> um, and the lady said, I really like your beads. I said, thank you. As I'm checking her out, um, totals 1081. Would you like a bag? No, I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, where'd you get them? Uh, a very dear friend gave them to me, actually. She leans in over the counter very close as if we're sharing a secret and says, did you get them from Africa? (laughs) No, no, I did not get. First of all, Buddha's on them. Buddha is visible on them. She doesn't know that if they're not English characters, they might as well be. I was going to say, if it's not Santa Claus or Thomas the Tank Engine, she probably doesn't know who the fuck it is. Yes. Um. Not the most racist, the funniest. That is, and said it like it's okay. You can tell me I'm not a narc. Like, like <laughs> that like, had that, that vibe about it. What if you would have said yes? Oh God! Yes, yes, it was. Yes, she want, then she would have wanted some. Yes, I got it from Africa. She would have wanted some. Where in Africa? Tell tell your cousin in the blood diamond mine. Where are your people from? <laughs> what tribe are you, bitch? I don't know because of history. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, bitch. I don't have a racial identity in this country. You yeah. Fuck. Right now we're about to not. The KKK is about to be written out of existence. What? Right. The KKK was like a social club. I, I was gonna say they're about to be turned to the Mickey Mouseketeers or some shit. They're a volunteer organization. God damn it! Um, Preserving the sanctity of white linens. <laughs> Sponsored by Clorox. <laughs> Stop it. Shit. Oh. God damn. Fuck Greg Abbott. Sorry. <laughs> Delayed reaction. Rob Montgomery Jr. wants to know, what did you think of the new He-Man on Netflix? Ah, I keep forgetting to watch it. I didn't finish it. Uh, and the re- there's a reason he's asking. There's a big backlash about Kevin Smith and this He-Man. Um, I, I watched the first three episodes. Um, not going to give you big spoilers, but uh, for it's the He Man, <laughs> <laughs> I've but, been down this road before. But Kevin Smith has definitely gone a different direction. Okay. Um, basically, the short version is the first episode, He Man and Skeletor uh, die. Yeah. He Man and Skeletor die. Okay. Um, Air quotes. Um, Tila finds out that Adam is He Man, and that everyone and that everyone on the fucking show has been lying to her her whole life, uh, including and especially her fake father Duncan. Uh, she tells them and Adam's parents and everyone in the kingdom to fuck off, and uh, quits. And um, later is chosen because He Man may or may not be alive. And she has to go find him or else and she has to go find the sword or else Eternia, Grayskull, and the universe will die. So it turns into a Tila adventure. 
the neck beards and dude bros are all fucking pissed that they have to watch five episodes of Sarah Michelle Geller saving the world. Oh, they man. are up fucking set. Where is my He-Man? You oh, fucker, Kevin man. Smith. I think this is the greatest shit ever because now all those other action figures have storylines and they're good. And it's all Game of Thrones, ex-Game of Thrones people voicing them and shit. This is wonderful, but they are just mad. I love it. And I love that Kevin Smith has done this because He-Man is the ultimate white male power fantasy. The ultimate white male power fantasy complete for with, 80s babies. Complete with homoeroticism and everything. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like, the only, the, on, the only white male power fantasy below this is Top Gun. Ugh. Complete with homoerotic moments. Yes. And now that has been upended. And obviously He-Man's coming back. Obviously. They've set this up. Obviously, he's going to come back probably with a bigger sword uh, to make the neckbeards happy. More powerful than ever. It's going to be him and Mark Hamill as Skeletor duking it out again. Obviously, all that's going to happen. But no, we have to be mad because Sarah Michelle Gellar uh, gets a check for five episodes. So, I love it. I think it's great. I do. All these people have actually have storylines now and character development Evil Lynn has character development. Wow. Like, she really feels, like, put out and less than now that she's not working for Skeletor anymore. <laughs> and she almost cried about it. So she's not a Tila clone. No. Like the toy. No, correct. And the white people, the white men are so upset about it. It's the greatest thing ever. It's wonderful. I, I love this now. shit. It's five episodes, like 30, 40 minutes long. It's not hard. I just, I got, I just stopped because I knew I was too drunk to finish it. <laughs> um, but it's five episodes. It's not bad at all. It's really good. The voice acting is wonderful. Everybody's, it's, it's on point. Kevin Smith did this shit. Mm. Um, he owes it to me after Cop Out. Um, wow. He's still holding on to that, huh? Man, that shit was bad. Shit was bad. We only got two good, like, gifs out of it. It wasn't worth it. Wow. Uh, send your, um, uh, thank you for your, uh, thank you for your, uh, um, your listener letters, opinionswildblack at gmail.com, opinionswildblack.com, get in touch with us. Time for the top three STFUs. Who are the top three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? I am going to run through these because Randall has to go. Uh, uh, number three is Ronnie O'Neill. Who? Ronnie O'Neill is the dude with the hair, is the black dude with the hair that the murder, uh, um, the dude on trial for murder that insisted on defending himself. Oh, the one who killed his girlfriend and his daughter? And killed his girlfriend and his daughter and insisted on defending himself by screaming just random platitudes that he heard in outtakes from dead presidents or some shit. The, the, the dude who looks like gunplay from <laughs> <laughs> Maybach music, whatever the fuck. He looks, he looks, like, he looks like five ratchet niggas put their planteer rings together and got Chief Keef. That's, that's what he looks like. Wow. Um, and he was charged with three life sentences plus 60 years. So he will die in prison. Yeah. And screamed, I'm not sorry for what I didn't do. And I'm not sorry for what I did do. 
What the fuck are you talking about? That is the same thing that they will be saying to him in prison. <laughs> with broken broomsticks. Oh, it's going to be hella butt play. And wow. I mean, every orifice. <laughs> it's, I mean, starting with butt play. No orifice left unturned. Oh, boy. He going to be holding everybody pocket. Heads, shoulders, pants, and shoes. <laughs> boy. Oh, shit. He got- Wipe me down. <laughs> Semen and blood It's it's going to be That's not supposed to be funny But god damn it it is If a person who kills a child Gets brutally Gets brutalized and killed in prison I find that I find that oddly satisfying What's the the name of Oh my god What's the name of the first Game of Thrones book A, A tale of it's. I think it's a Game of Thrones. Okay. Well, what's the name of the whole series? A Tale of Fire and a Ice. A Song of Fire of Ice and Fire. A Song of Semen and Blood. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the title of this episode. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I wish him nothing but oh, the worst. Oh shit! Number two. I gotta hit him with a shot. <laughs> Damn. Oh, number two is the blurred con guy. The the blurred con head who said anyone can be a blurred. Okay, I'm going to go through the story as quick as I can. Hey, Randall. Just say it. Blurred con is literally a, a comic a comic con for black nerds. Blurred, con, blurred means black nerd. Okay. Blurred con is a convention for black nerds. Okay. They had a cosplay contest. A white woman won the cosplay contest. Hmm. When they asked about the white woman winning the cosplay contest, they brushed it off by saying anyone can be a blurred, which means black nerd, which means he thinks that anyone, black or otherwise, can be a blurred, which is just ethnically impossible. Also, let me. And also, again, not trying to take too. Long. I'm trying to get. I'm trying no, to get Randall out no, of here. No, no, no. Take, take a second on this one, because this is important. I want to point out one. First of all, nobody is and nobody should be dragging the white woman that won. Right. The white woman that won, from what I can tell, uh, from inside sources, did not even want to be up there. She had a good costume, and her black friend. Talked her into going up there, which means that the black friend gets like five percent of the gets five percent of the blame, ten mm-hmm. percent of the blame, really. Um, but the fault of this goes on the institutional level. When you have when you have a convention that is a safe space, that is meant to be a safe space, because black nerds maybe don't get proper representation in other in other circles, mm-hmm. maybe they don't get. Uh, proper safety in other circles. Maybe they just don't want to hear white people's bullshit about how uh, about how a black man can't dress up like Captain America. So suck my dick. We'll go to our own thing. It is their responsibility to create safety in those spaces. Yes, they failed in that regard because now they have to look at a white woman dressed up like Card Captor Sakura. Who, to in fairness, was a wonderful costume and did all the things that the costume is supposed to do. Um, that the costume was supposed to do and all the things that the 
cost that the judges judged the costume by, it passed all those tests and then some. Mm-hmm. It was a really good costume. She hand she handmade literally every piece of the costume, including the dye itself, including the dye she used to dye her dress, so she looked like Card Captor Sakura. <clears throat> um, also, <laughs> anybody still bringing up Card Captors is wonderful to me. Um, this is an institutional failure. They were supposed. First of all, black people should be experts now at how to scare white people off from their thing. This is a systemic problem that comes from the cookout thing. We're still inviting white people to the cookout. I also read that in the four-year history of this blurred con, two of the winners have been white. That's a problem. That is a fucking problem. That's a problem. That shouldn't, it shouldn't have happened the first time. And again, and again, the heads and the judges are making excuses. Well, she had a good costume. Well, she had a good costume, and, and I shouldn't be just voting for people because they're black. No, no. You shouldn't be voting for people because they're black because every contestant on that fucking stage should be black. She should have never made it to the stage, period. Period. She should have never made it to the stage. I, I, wonderful. The whole thing looks great. She shouldn't have made it to the stage. And you shouldn't have had to, it shouldn't have had to be an afterthought to give the second place winner, whose costumes were also amazing, yeah, diversity, you know, to, to do to play devil's advocate, you know. Sure. They do say that, you know, in order to be truly inclusive, you cannot exclude people. Yeah, it. but white people but white people do that on their own. Like I mean, there there are ways that you can let them participate and just you just you just shrug to the person next to you, the judge next to you go, well, You know we're not you know we're yeah, not giving it to her, right? Here's the problem. She shouldn't. I I still hold on to that. She should have never been on the stage. Why? Not because of her cost. Not because her costume won no point. It should have been in the rules. That blurred con. No offense to you, white people. You can make costumes too. We are highlighting and representing a corner of the nerd gaming whatever sector. That does not get accurate represent. That does not get accurate and fair representation anywhere else, and we're asking our white participants to understand that and take a sidestep to that. That's not hard. Yeah, you should be able to say that in a safe space. It's not a safe space if you're scared to make the white people nervous. So this guy and pretty much everybody def- and, and pretty much everybody defending him. Oh, she had the best costume. Gets to take an all expenses paid trip to shut, shut the, fuck, the up. fuck up. You know, that would be the equivalent of them having a woman con and a guy getting up there in costume and somebody saying, well, anybody can be a woman. I mean, like, it should and, just be understood. Right. And, it, and what I think what people lose sight of is it's not the, the, the intention of the event is not to exclude certain people. It's to celebrate certain people. So you're celebrating a certain segment of the culture and you should if you if you really are want to be supportive of it you should step back from it and allow the people in that in that piece of the culture that are being celebrated to take center stage that's correct. the way I look at it correct correct it should not have to be like look if we're at the BET Awards I don't care if you like G-Eazy G-Eazy gotta shut the fuck up and take a sidestep today Oh no. G-Eazy gotta sit his ass down today. Mm-hmm. Jack Harlow gotta sit his motherfucking ass down today. 
I've never heard a Jack Harlow song, so I don't know. I mean, you just you just shut out Post Malone. He got to sit his ass down, too, and take a bath. Robin Thicke. Robin Thicke got to sit his ass down, too, with his creepy lookalike wife. The ghost of John B. Who the fuck is John B? I'm kidding. I know oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm kidding. Man. I know John B is. Blurcon guy got to shut the fuck up, man. And the number one person who has to shut the fuck up, and deservedly so, is, ladies and gentlemen, Tucker Carlson. Uh, the worst human, the dumbest motherfucker to ever tie a bow tie. Um, Tucker Carlson was recently um, raking a, raking this poor security officer, the the um, Capitol Police officer over the coals. Um, he's the the police officer who's defending the Capitol building during the insurrection is in fact black. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you go to his, and if you go to any of his social media or any of his shit, he is very Black Lives Matter. He is, um, he's woke. He's down with all of the shits. He is with the shits. And Tucker Carlson just decided in his little early, his little first thing on the show rant uh, to rake this man over the coals as a radical left-wing culture warrior or some shit. Tucker Carlson got to sit his ass down. We, we have to do something about Tucker Carlson. We have to. No, you know, I take that back. We don't. White people have to do something about Tucker Carlson. And by do something, they have to beat his ass. At this point, they just have to beat his ass. That's, that's really all. I mean, that's really all that's left. They have to fight him now. They have to fight him. I'm talking about the liberals. I'm talking about the ones that always want to prove how on our team they are. I'm calling on you motherfuckers to get this man in a room. Take his bow tie off and beat the shit out of him. Mm, leave the bow tie on. Leave the bow tie on? Leave that shit on. Okay, cool, cool. Get this, give you something to aim at. They have to fight him. Tucker Carlson just is... It, Tucker Carlson has... With a, and it should be easy. He has the most punchable face I've ever seen, second to like Paul Ryan. Sean Hannity. It's just close. 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 Yeah. Oh, wait. It's Ted like, Cruz. No, no. It's a three-way tie. Yeah. Paul Ryan got a real punchable yeah. face. yeah. He's that dude in the gym because he he has he has resting smug face, and I just he mm. looks like he looks like he should be on the cast of Mad Men. Yeah, everybody that's ever been on Mad Men that's white got a punchable face. Shout out to John Hamm. I fuck with John Hamm, but if he weren't who he who he was, I'd probably want to fuck him up on GP. Yeah, no, I fuck no fuck that. John Hamm actually looked like he got hands. Nah, John Slattery, I'll fuck him up. Wait, who John Hamm looked like he got hands. The dude that played Pete, Pete Campbell. Pete was uh, what's the, his name? The younger dude. Yeah, I know who you're talking about him. Hands, hands, hands slid. John Slattery. I might give him a. I might give him a pass because he was Howard Stark. Uh, John Hamm. I, I, I want to say I'd give him hands, but he looked like he can fight. He do. He looked like a fucking nigga. He got that permanent five o'clock shadow shit going on. He could charm his way out of a fight. Yeah, he probably could, dog. He's a really good actor, man. Um, Until he calls you, bro. Hey, hey, come on. No, hold on, bro. Hold on, on, fam. Come on, bro. Hey, fam. Don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) You almost made it. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, Tucker Carlson, above all of them. Like, like the the cast of Madman looks looks like what Tucker Carlson thinks he looks like, but he got a bow tie on. So he just looked like uh, mutant Bill Nye. Damn, he got to get the fuck out of here, bro. We got to we got to fuck him up. And it, and I'm leaving it to the white people first because if y'all don't get to him, eventually we will. 
We gonna, will fuck him up. You gonna show him some radical lefts and rights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, Tucker Carlson got to get his ass out of here shut for real. Let me hit him with another shut, shut the fuck up. Real talk. Uh, yeah, fuck Tucker Carlson. Who's the other guy I said? Fuck? Uh, well, no, we got Sean Handy. Fuck him. Uh, but nobody really fucks with Sean Handy. Like, Sean Handy's in his bubble. Tucker Carlson is just the one who makes it out of the bubble. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Somehow he just makes it out of the bubble to mainstream news. Sean Handy just, he's over there. And we don't have to worry about him. Sean Handy, just, the only people listening to him are, you know, his production crew. And Jason Whitlock. Um, wow. And that's if he can't that's if he can't hear him over his chewing. <laughs> See, I tried to I tried to avoid mentioning him. Uh, fuck him. I mean yeah. fuck him, honestly. I mean, yeah, I mean fuck him, obviously. I'm gonna you know, leave it at that. I'm, okay. D Randall D Randall, did we do a podcast? We did a podcast. We did a podcast. All right. I've held Randall hostage long enough. Um all good. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us on this ride. This is one of the best things. This is the best thing I do with my week. And now that I'm back in the back in the workforce, it's twice the best thing I do with my work with my, with my week. Damn. Um, thank you guys as always. Church announcements, D. Randall. Shit, we're off next week. We're off next week. We ain't gonna be here. We ain't gonna be here. Randall gonna be uh, soaking up the island sun. Yes, sir. Um, my friends actually just texted me about New Orleans. Uh, well, I'll figure it out. I, I don't know what I don't know what time off looks like right now. Um, weekends, weekends, bro. I, I, it's just a matter of me getting that uh, getting that Friday and Monday off. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I'm brand new, so I can't really just go in asking for shit. Yeah. But we'll see how it works out. I do want to hit New Orleans one time. Um, uh, yeah. Thank you guys. God bless you. Buy merch. Opinionswhileblack.com. Yep. Buy merch. Donate a dollar, two dollars. Anything helps. You hear you hear a good joke, put a dollar in the tip jar. You know what I'm saying? That's it's that easy. It's a little link. Go to opinionswhileblack.com, press donate to OWB, drop a dollar in there. Boom. It's cool. Um we will be back um week after next, I guess. Yep. Um until then, this has been what episode is this? 148. 148. Episode 148 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I'm D. Randall. As always, imparting titties. God, I love this podcast.